1: Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Otis, mineral glass eyewear.
0: Born on the rugged, surf-rich coast of Western Australia, they create sunglasses that look good, last the distance, and complement an eclectic lifestyle. Mineral glass lenses, environmentally friendly, scratch-resistant, with perfect clarity. Otis Eco
1: Acetate is made from resources
0: widely found
1: in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified
0: biodegradable.
1: Otis, Otis. glasses, Glass
2: beautiful. beautiful. Bonsai
0: Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some.
1: Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker.
0: They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather.
1: Clearweatherbrand.com
0: Ashland Hard Seltzer. Made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste. And guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer.
1: Wave Key is the world's most comprehensive land-based sensory surf discipline. The brainchild of former world number one surfer Brad Gerlach, Wave Key's martial arts-like focus on slow, precise land-based movements embed powerful surfing patterns and fundamental technique for surfers of all levels. WaveKey is a land-based program allowing you to achieve a heightened focus on the movements as you practice. The effects of this are amplified when the practice begins to subliminally emerge in your surfing. It takes time for this to happen, but when it does, your surfing improves dramatically. Brad Gerlach is front and center in all aspects of the unique Wave Key course, presenting recorded videos, live session videos, Q&As, and insightful expert notes. Nuggets of gold that you simply won't find anywhere else. WaveKey, for the love of surfing. Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners get 10% off. Use Chalky WaveKey, C-H-O-C-C-Y-W-A-V-E-K-I. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful riding, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I
0: always has to yell. Why do you have to shake always your head? Always has to yell. That's right. Yeah. Kind of startled me. Yeah. kind of. See? Got, yeah. You guys are all quiet. <laughs>
1: not,
3: not even. I'm not, not awake. Brother. i to wake you up. I love your intros, bro. You're taking us into the outer known.
0: Hey, I... <laughs> <laughs> Our guest this week had to start at Quicksilver sponsorship at 14. At 17, he got his first job from DK, Danny Kwok, and from there it was history. This guy has a laundry list of jobs throughout his incredible career And they're impressive. I know I'm going to miss a few, but here it goes. Customer service, nightclub promoter, surf team manager, senior vice president of global events and brand management. Saw that from somewhere. Music, (laughs) band manager, vice president of marketing, CEO, and co-founder of Hurley. There's no BS with this guy. He's a straight shooter. He's one of the most feared and appreciated personalities in our business. True that. Yeah. We welcome Paul. Chief.
3: Gomez, a Gomez. Go <laughs> go, go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Welcome oh, to the show, man. It's, it's bizarre sitting here with you guys. I'm just looking at Jay. I was because he was he was late. Yeah, I just knew he was, you were Lardog. dog. dog for a long time. For Still long. I am. Yeah. yeah, and then it was and then Lyndon's just been the the happy go lucky loud guy who used to be at HSS and then <laughs> yeah. everywhere else after that so yeah. it's just cool to actually sit down with you guys I see you guys out. I don't really see you much anymore no. I run into him to at certain surf events when I decide to actually show up at one yeah I think the last one was the IPD Yep, yeah, that was fun that yeah. was fun. Yeah, I've seen you on Main Street a couple times. Yeah, I'll cruise down to Main Street and have and have um, breakfast with Scotty. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I really love what Scotty's doing. Yeah, I think everything he's doing is super cool. Yeah. We've been
1: meaning to get him on the show too. So I know it's it's you There's know so many people
3: there
0: there is and we go through this list and we make lists and it's all about you know trying to choreograph and get people and everybody's schedule is busy but yeah. um, we're just stoked that you're here. You know you've been yeah. on the hit list for a long time and um, pioneer. Yeah. And, uh, high school,
3: high school dropout. High school dropout. i here. Yeah, that's. It. I always, I always tell people um, the the what made me drop out of high school was my friend John Hume, who was actually on the cover of Surfing Magazine. I grew up in Mahabra. and it's funny because Edie Mahabra. Lahabra, and then you on Edie's podcast, his dad's from Montebello. I was born at Montebello Presbyterian, <laughs> so I grew up inland. I didn't grow up at the beach. I didn't have the blessing of yeah. growing up at the beach. I grew up in a full you know cholo neighborhood like gangsters the whole thing so for us as kids we got into skateboarding yeah and then my dad took me to concrete wave which was at disneyland it's an old skateboard park these be right below disneyland you could skate there and then at nine o'clock the fireworks would go out the whole thing would get smoked out
2: yeah and
3: i was like a little kid skateboarding and then i had another friend whose dad took me surfing when i was 12. That was your first time surfing, yeah, like twelve. And were really.
0: they avid like surfers, or they just go every once? No,
3: he liked to surf. His son liked to surf. My friend Eric, and he he lives up. He's a principal, yeah. which is funny. Um, um, but he liked to surf, and my brother was a bodyboarder, and I loved skateboarding. Yeah. So surfing was that next transition. I, I couldn't paddle to save my life, but I could surf. And then a lot of people say the testimonial of like Danny Quack and all those guys who did this stuff. The guy who actually. Really, kind of put everyone on the map is a guy named Paul Houston mm-hmm. Yeah. So Paul Houston Dam, I ran into him at the um, at the boredom show. Nice. And because um, everyone forgets the Brotherhood. Yeah. So remember the arms of the Brotherhood. That yeah. was that was Paul Houston Dam and Russell and those guys in Newport. Newport Beach. Surfing Sport. Newport right? Surfing Sport. So myself and Paul just looked at the kids who kind of surfed Newport in that area. And, and when I was fourteen. So wait. So you're from La
1: Habra? That principal dad took you surfing? No, my friend's
3: dad was a SWAT guy.
1: Oh, he's a SWAT guy. He's a
3: SWAT guy. And
1: that first day surfing, like, did it take you a couple times to learn how to surf?
3: No, I kind of had the transition because skateboarding helped. Skateboarding, we didn't street skate. It was all pools and transitions or going down hills or carving. And you looked at surf mags, so you, like, everyone wanted to do the Burt Revert. That was the hot thing you wanted to do on a skateboard on a curb. And you looked at all these kind of things. And as you looked at the, you know, that whole era of, like, Greg Weaver and those guys coming up, and then you started seeing guys going to the polls, the J. Adams, and Tony Alves, who are just, who are just a f- couple years older than I am. You kind of saw that era, and it was really interesting to get to work with those guys. And-
2: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
3: Know those guys and, and be with Jay, you know, so close to Jay at the very, you know, last part of his life was yeah. amazing for me. Yeah. And legend. I just think it's like that whole thing, like a lot of like Mike Estrada's from La Habra. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mike, Mike Stra- and Dave Estrada. Yeah, they're both from La Habra. They're both from La Habra. There's um Jeff Parker was from La Habra. No way. Yeah. Jeff Parker's from La Habra yeah. too. Yeah, Jeff Parker. A lot of a lot wow. of the good surfers came from inland. John Hume, La Habra. He's on the cover of Surfer magazine. So there's a lot... It was... Because we'll hover the straight shot to Huntington Beach, Beach Boulevard, straight up. Yeah. It was straight shot. So you just got on the bus and went straight up Beach Boulevard and it dropped you off right in Huntington Beach. Yeah. And for these, us... These... spoiled rats.
1: <laughs> no, no. It was, it was actually, Living on the
3: beach, not having to take buses and shit. <laughs> it was unique for us because, like, Huntington was such a, a vast spot, right? Yeah. And then I was like... Because I had dyslexia as a kid growing up so I was just was really never in school and I discovered punk rock in like 7th grade yeah you did (laughs) so that was like 1978 and then that kind of just changed the whole precedence of what I wanted to do and how I saw my life and then that was it it was like punk rock cut your hair be aggressive be an artist. well
0: we you know everybody knows you know music and and
2: obviously it goes through
0: phases but like that that young teenage years like it's the influence, but you're like junior high, though, right? that's junior high, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, well, so Adolescent, I was saying, like, yeah. I was see, I got held back in third grade, so I was like that kid who was like bigger so, and well, it was it was actually it was really small. Like, if you met my brother, my my dad was five five, my mom was four eleven, my brother Bobby's five six, my brother Billy's five five, and I'm six two. How did that? that, that they're, that's their adult, their adult man? Bro. Don't know <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, like, when I go to family functions, I'm like tall. You're the tallest oh, person? By, by a mile. I'm, Wow. It's darling. It's crazy. You got the gene. So, so going back to
1: that day that you're 12 years old, the first time you served, um, did you, like I said, did you quickly like,
3: I just knew it was for me. Yeah. I just, it just I just took over. It, just, it was just that, that it was just that feeling of like, it's, it's a lot of times like I'll share this as we go through the podcast is like how much the surfing, I've been in every evolution, every, evolution of the surf industry since probably you know late 70s early 80s yeah. all the way up until I left the surf industry in 2012 because I just I had that happy Gilmore moment where I was like I should kick my own ass for being part of this industry <laughs> you know so it's like I think it's that, that that essence of when you catch a wave no matter how crowded it is I tell people all the time it's like it can like, like Jason just said Jay said Jason how dare you Okay. <laughs> jay larson put it all together but like when the, it, uh, i don't even know what to call you anymore yeah <laughs> late night yeah late night it's i'm gonna late. call you lardog, lardog yeah, lardog's easy because i you, late night was a little bit after you that's when you guys were growing up that's when i
0: was an, a, an, an official adult yeah. yeah lardog
3: lardog was when you were like the kid like yeah. savage little kid on the beach yeah so it was like, the show's not about Lard Dog. The show's always, about the chief, right? always, no, but like, yeah. but there's a there's an aspect of like when I looked at oh, that, there's an ass over here. So, <laughs> but to, to Jay's point is yeah. when I go surfing, I could I could escape. Yeah. Like, if there would be a thousand people in the water, as soon as I caught that wave, I've escaped. Yeah. Right. I'm riding well, that where wave. Were you chain. on that
1: first day? I was in Huntington Beach. South okay. South awesome. here.
0: Awesome. And what? Uh, you use board from the your dad? Just a power,
3: an uh, old Carl Hayward board. Yeah, yeah, Carl Hayward board, and then um, my surf, my first surfboard I got was a Russell, nice. Singleton. and um, it was super sick. And a guy named Jack Briggs, he worked at Russells, and then started on um, Fifteenth Street Surf Shop. He worked at Newport Surf and Sport and Russell because it was Russell and Newport Surf and Sport. Yep, they were side by side, and then across the street you had Surfside Sports.
1: So, so you're an inland kid, right? Yep. I'm an inland kid, and I remember like being fucking kind of intimidated when you first walk into those shops, right? Like, See, I, how wasn't, it cause I,
3: I wasn't intimidated because I grew, in a, grew up in a neighborhood and around people that would, you know, I saw my like first person get murdered when I was in third grade. Oh, crap. So it was like, I, I just, yeah, so I just was like never intimidated. Like, that my childhood was very aggressive. When my mom passed away, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, my brother and I, my brothers and I had this pact that we wouldn't talk about how we grew up. Right, and it was like, okay, we're not going to we're not going to talk about. Were, how we're...
1: were you young when your mom passed? No, this was just
3: this was I was a Nike executive okay. when my mom passed away, and it was like we had this, because my brother, is both my brothers are very successful now, but they went through alcoholism and everything else. So, but they're both really successful in real estate and everything else. But when my mom passed, we're like everyone's like wants to talk about how you're you're raised and that time with your mom and everything else. It was like we're like we're not going to talk about our childhood because it was it was gnarly.
0: Nothing on, not, no no default. To your, your parents is just where you we live just really and, lived in the streets, where we and, lived. and yeah. we didn't,
3: we didn't have to live that way for a long time. My dad did well, and we found our way, you know, out of the bad neighborhoods. When, you know, by the time I was like twelve or thirteen, we were, we were, you know, we we're in like if you had a house on the hill, and then down the street was the hood.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, go through it. Yeah, so you had anywhere. to go through. you just, yeah. you just
3: grew up going through it. Was you was like, a guy yeah. up on the hill, <laughs> but like when you go to kid, when you go to school with those kids, it's like. Every time I go into a neighborhood, like oh that neighborhood's gnarly, I go, like when people are buying real estate now, I always go, like oh that neighborhood's gnarly. I'm like, but it's your hood.
2: Yeah.
3: Like it's your like you move in there and you show respect to your neighborhood.
2: Yeah.
3: Then it's your your neighbor and it's your hood and they're gonna respect you back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone has your back and that's how kind of how I looked at it is like I knew that like if you didn't have respect in my neighborhood, you were gonna you're gonna get dealt. Yeah. and like when my mom passed it was like my mom's best friend spoke and then her brother spoke and her brother was like had the keys to The it's called the keys to the neighborhood that means you run the neighborhood for um, Boyle Heights so it was like white fans cholo gangs the whole thing and like we were like bullets whizzing like it was crazy when I was yeah. a kid sleeping under her bed like it was it was when we were really young and then we came out of it and the whole thing so I always learned that like respect I always tell this story to people and they go are you scared of stuff I go no because I had a big cholo guy, sixth grade, make me steal a butterfly yo-yo at Alpha <laughs> Beta when I was a little kid. third grade, I was terrified. Your initiation? He, no, it was just, he just wanted me to go steal a yo-yo, yeah. and yeah. I got caught. Yeah. And back then, they would take you to jail, and they'd call your parents, and they'd come get you from jail. Yeah. You just sat there.
2: Yeah.
3: And my dad was like, what did you do? And I'm like, my dad was really pissed that I would steal something. Yeah. And he goes, why did you do that? I'm like, well, this guy, he's like, who is he? Told him his name. He's like, where does he live? And he lives here. He goes, okay. And my dad drove me straight to this house. He's knock on the door. As soon as he answered, you punch him in the face as far as you can. <laughs> I'm all like, dad, he's huge. He's going to kill me. He goes, I don't care. Ring that doorbell. And he answered, He punch him in the face as far as you can. I was like a little cannibal. And the of just goes like this.
0: Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit from your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team... You own wins, you earn cash, win payouts. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team's going to increase in value, you can buy low and then sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. In this
3: question. Hounding in front of your dad. Oh yeah. Then my dad grabbed and mopped him, and then mopped his dad. But that's a different story.
2: <laughs> but
3: that was like, Show like back so, then, that's how you settle That's how things. you settle things. Like yeah. I, one of the, my favorite people in Hawaii that that's probably not really talked about a lot. Incredible surfer and, and raised incredible kids is Tony Moniz. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. And Tony Moniz would. I just remember. I, I just have such. A, I'm such a fan of how he raised his kids and how he handled things. And kids would be arguing on the beach, and he'd go, "You and you come in my yard and you fight." Yeah. And he would just make them fight and dust them off, and they'd be friends. They'd go on their way. It's like that. That doesn't happen anymore. Like the, those times of like where you just have to go face the fiddler, and that's for me growing up surfing. It was like every. I just had. I grew up in a neighborhood right. I had to have respect. Yeah. So a lot of kids, when they go surfing, they don't have any respect. Yeah. So it was like, it was it was, it was was ingrained in me as a kid. So I really loved it. And then I just, I sucked at school. Yeah. So, so I just started, I just started riding the bus and going surfing. Yeah. And not yeah. going to school. We,
0: we talk about like surfing as that, that brotherhood, which it is. And, you know, when you're a little kid, like we couldn't get away with anything, you know, like what you mentioned with your with your neighborhood and those guys, and it's the same thing in yeah. the water when we were kids. Like yeah. the pecking order, the localism, it was tough love, and you were put in your place, and, and it didn't matter how hard you ripped or yeah. whatever. Like you're a grom, I'm your elder, you do whatever, oh, you, know, yeah. you go yeah. sit, you paddle over there, you you know. It There's was, a pecking order of like you got to pay your dues until you get and, just fucked in the. And, and at the time, you're like, dude, I I hate these dudes. I you know all all the older gentlemen. I hate these guys. Like freaking, but. And now you and, wish they were still around. And now, and, and, and but it, as you get older, you understand. But yeah. you can't do that now. You can't no, do that You can't do that, and and that now. And
3: it's a bummer. Because you have the damagers and the managers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what those the, are? Damagers and the managers? Dad managers and yeah. mom managers. Yeah. I call them the damagers and the managers. Oh, I love, I love it.
1: it. I love it. Yeah. So, so going back, kid from La Habra, taking the bus to freaking to Newport.
3: I started I, going to Newport because it was like, it was, there was something to be said for Newport. There was, it was a tighter community, and and Mike Estrada's mom had gotten divorced, and Alan lived in La Habra his dad, and his his mom and his new his own stepfather lived in Costa Mesa. So we would go, we just go to park so That was your yeah, your, so that's where, your weekend getaway. Like, yeah, you know, hey, we,
0: I, we have a place to stay.
3: We kind of didn't have a weekend getaway. We just kind of didn't go to school.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like,
3: and it drove my parents crazy, you know, because. You know, my brother, my older brothers were both very studious and did really well and went to, col- went to college and the whole thing. And I was just like, it wasn't for me. I just, it wasn't for me. And when I talk to kids these days, like, I'll do a lot of, you know, I do a lot with people whose kids are, are going through struggles and everything else. And everyone's trying to make a kid fit in a perfect mold. And we went through it with our kids, you know. It's, it's not easy. And our kids didn't grow up deprived they grew up like at the beach they they have all the good things and yeah. I don't care if you grew up in the worst neighborhood or the best neighborhood
0: principles are the same
3: the principles are the same yeah. you're going to run in the same challenges it's all the same it's it's you're less likely to get shot in Dana Point but you're more likely to OD in Dana
1: Point yeah
3: which is D- really sad different, sad, yeah, different yeah. struggle different yeah. struggle you know and it's, it's 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 really sad when you see that yeah. that challenge of these kids we've had a lot of like our kids friends and od and die so back to what i was saying so coming from that and going to where i was at and finding my way in surfing i just had that knowledge of respect i wasn't afraid because there wasn't there wasn't like i i had fought every day of my life because once i started surfing i'm a mexican dude who surfs in a cholo neighborhood I was fighting every day <laughs> Fight,
1: fighting your neighborhood kids
3: yeah because I like that
1: yeah true, you're a surfer you're a you're surfer one of them,
3: yeah, yeah and my friend he, he's a really interesting guy I put him on a bunch of his name's Angel Cortez and he was all my friends he's an army ranger and he grew up in Santa Ana and he was like he skateboarded but he was in, he was in our gangs, sold guns the whole thing but he's, he was a skateboarder and the guys would be like throw oh, away skateboard home? So I like can't skateboard he be doing kickflips and wearing skinny jeans yeah. but he was a gangster Yeah, you know so that whole that whole aspect of like
1: and that was before the inner city kids took to skateboarding no it was, that right? was way before the inner city yeah.
3: like I was skateboarding I was doing stuff I just I just didn't I played football everyone played pop Warner when they were a kid Yeah, they, they yeah. played little league and it was just it just wasn't I just didn't fit yeah I just I you're ne- a punk rocker yeah I just didn't fit like my brother was like super athletic and everything else I just didn't fit like yeah. when I got on a skateboard and I was like I fit like I could go do turns. And it was like I go back to it, it was like the thing surfing and skateboarding and dirt bike riding and BMX and action sports. It's it's one of the most beautifully artistic things in the world. That now we've seen it become so mainstream. Mainstream, and that's where as we get down like further, I'll tell you like where I think the worst thing that ever happened to surfing was when the industry went on the end. You know, and I'm I'm the worst culprit of bringing that yeah. culprit into the into the space because yeah. you don't think it's going to be bad. So it's Newport, grew up surfing Newport, started surfing there all the time,
1: and then um and you were you were going there, hanging out with the Estradas, and yeah, and then you guys like, are starting to like fit in with the the Newport local crew.
3: Yep, and then because I grew up in a neighborhood that knew how to work, I started pulling screens for Lance. So I, I Lance used to. Collins. Yep, I made, I made all the Wave Tools T-shirts from the age of fourteen to sixteen. How sick! So I was when that, so changed, that was your first job. First job was pulling wow. screens for Wave Tools T-shirts. And how did you get hooked up with? Because I just just hanging out, just or hanging or like, out. You wanna the beach and Lance would be a. Because hey, he's dapping, and he'd go, ah, oh yeah, rah, and, it, and everybody wanted to ride wave tools, and it was like I was yeah, that was
0: the hot spot. That was the hot spot, for all the pros. Yeah, you know, it's
3: like if you were in Newport Beach, you yeah. either you wanted to ride a wave tools, you wanted to ride a Russell, you, you wanted to like ride like a coconut quicksilver like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, so I just I wanted to work. Yeah, I wasn't going to school, so I just ride the bus. So you
1: dropped out, like ninth yeah, grade.
3: Went, pretty much. I went through ninth grade. I, I went to school, but I didn't really go to school because yeah. it, Back then, dyslexia was like being handicapped. Yeah.
0: So I always tell people and they, didn't, they didn't diagnose they it. Didn't, they didn't help. They didn't really. Didn't remember.
3: help. I go. I would go. I would go in the classroom where the kids. <sighs> Excuse me. In. I would go in the classroom. Where the kids were in wheelchairs. Our kids with helmets on.
1: Oh, so you went to that? Uh, I in, was in that classroom. Remedial class. Yeah, I
3: was in remedial classes. Wow. In high school, and I'd be like, I'd walk in, normal guy, normal dude, like, and then I'm like, everyone's like, dude, why are you in there with the guy with the helmet yeah. on? Why are you with the short bus yeah. kids? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this isn't that rad yeah. like, I'm, this isn't that cool because yeah. like they just shove you you through look at like I don't fucking know bro <laughs> I just I yeah. just like that whole thing so it was like I, that's I, tough I, I mean, found my place
1: yeah
3: and that's and that's why so I started pulling screens for Lance and that's kind of um, rad yeah it was like so I learned how to screen print t-shirts and, and through grade school or junior high school and through my freshman I got kicked out of all the classes that, that taught you stuff so I can weld I can build I can do all like so when I, when so it come, you went to like I took welding. I took yeah. mach, machine, I took mechanics, I took all that kind of stuff. I took all the trade stuff. So Which then, now
0: they don't, they don't have
3: that anymore. They don't have that anymore. Glass I, and dude, the other day I was at the gas station, a kid pulled me up and asked me how to put air in how do I put air in my tire?
2: That's I was awesome. just
3: like <laughs> Are you serious? I've had grown men who don't know how to like jump starter a car. Wow. Like I just learned <laughs>
2: Are you serious? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> he's bad, but you know, like <laughs> I am bad. Yeah.
3: So so that so then you you fast forward to that. So I'm I'm sponsored, and so you got sponsored. You got good. I'm sponsored quick. by Newport Surf and Sport when I was when I was in freshman in high school. So so by by be- talking sixth grade to freshman, I I got good enough to get sponsored.
1: Nice.
3: And then um, I, I
1: mean, how how stoked were you? Like,
2: I was being super stoked. Sponsored.
3: It was it was cool because the Newport Surf and Sport surf team it's, it's kind of like I really love what Ziggy's doing I love what of Kings is about because it yep. just really takes me back when, when I was on the when I was on Newport Surf and Sport Surf team your name was on the wall yeah you're like you're on the team this is who you are yeah, yeah and then you got a jacket yeah, like, yeah. you were cool like, you yeah, stickers so, on your board you had stickers on your board you were just so, you were and so you're, cool and you're still living in La Habra I'm still living in La Habra yeah. I am still living in la i did not move out of La Habra until I got married no way yeah I, there was no reason for me to yeah I, I always looked at it from a lens of like and I, and it's and I'm it's a hundred percent riot now, I'm not as bad as I used to be. But when you live at the beach, he's like, Yeah, that's not the good. You know, go surfing. When you don't live at the beach, you're going surfing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Laura. Yeah. You go you go
3: know, like I, I, I <laughs> today, it's so funny. This morning I woke up and now that my son's moved to Oceanside, I surf with him a lot down in oceanside. But I woke up this morning and I'm like, I went down, I looked It I was kinda overcast, a little weird, and I was like, oh, Nah, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm not gonna
0: go surfing. Yeah. We used to suit up no matter what. Like, yeah, you're out there. Yeah, you're out there. There's no surf cam like, ah, I don't know, maybe yeah. I'll go down and have a coffee and check it. It's like, no, you're out there. When you're I was a team there.
3: manager, you had to be out there. Yeah. So it was like so that happened, then I got sponsored and then so I was sponsored by Newport Surf and Sport. And that was your like you that was you, like you hung out and, got, and worked for Lance's worked for Lance and then so that's how I knew all the Quicksilver guys and stuff. And then I was I went to Hawaii and uh, I was never afraid of big waves, so I was surfing in Hawaii, and this one day I was out a pipe, and I was probably like, "Who'd you go 15. to Hawaii with?" Or I went by myself, bought a one-way ticket, and just bailed. Oh,
1: what? How old? Fifteen. Fifteen.
3: Okay. My mom was like, "Where are you? Where are you at?" I'm, I'm in Hawaii. I'm with my uncle because he, he lived in Kona. Like that's how I know about Pyramid Rock and Kona Bay because my uncle was in the military, and I just go stay with him and surf crazy. Pyramid. You surf Pyramid Rock? Yeah. How good is that wave?
2: It's good. It's
3: right. so good. Probably not good. I just said that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's really you can't get on that anyways. No. So, and then I I saw Danny while I was out one day at Pipe, and he's like, Oh, you're you're the kid who works at Wave Tools and like this, that, and the other. And he goes, Danny Quack. Yeah, Danny Quack and he's yeah. like, Oh yeah, and he goes, Oh, we should put you on Quicksilver. I'm like, cool, like I got sponsored on Quicksilver. You're kidding me. Yeah, and I was like, that was right after my freshman year, like going into 10th grade. And it was me. Mike Estrada got sponsored. David Estrada got sponsored. You're 15 years old, yeah.
1: and you go to Hawaii by yourself, yeah. and you run into Quack.
3: Yeah, and, and it was he like because you saw you on the you
1: spot
0: because Quack was like. He but he had like, obviously knew who you were. You're, you're, you're you you at yeah. You're surfing every day, but you're hanging out at it. it's Wave Tools. You're, you're at Newport yeah. Surfing Sport. You're like, yeah, and then mix.
1: Yeah, and like other... from La Habra. All his dreams are coming true. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, right? their,
3: their dreams, the dreams get better. It yeah, gets super I... fun. Oh yeah, it gets hilarious. Dude. so, sponsored. so then I, I get sponsored, and it's like me, and then we have, and then we have the Quicksilver team jackets, and oh. like, hold on like, a what, sec. What
1: boards are you riding at this point in time?
3: I'm still riding. I'm uh, at that Wrestle... time I was riding on um, Timponies. Timponies, okay. Yeah, That's I was riding Ponies and um, it was like sponsored the whole thing. It was like me, Mike, Dave, like a whole group of us. And there was this guy who lived in Fullerton. There was two guys who shaped down the floor. So One was named Tom Kovich. Kovich, so, Kovich. Another guy named Howard Duck. Lipstick. Howard Duck. <laughs> surfboards. Yeah, lipstick yeah. surfboards. And then Howard, those guys were coming. Like, oh, you guys, are, you guys live here. And you're you're writing the boards. Like, help us out. Like, get us, get us. You know, because Tom was shaping under Bob Hurley at the time. And then Kovich was like doing his thing, and so Kovich, like, the one that does screen printing, or did screen printing No, happens? not Mike Kovich was the shaper. Tom Kovich is the screen printer. There's two brothers. Okay, okay. Like there's you trip out. There's so many like Steve Zeldon's from Fullerton. Yeah. Zelda's from Fullerton. Um, Kurt and Mike Met Mark Metcalf. You guys know Metcalf? Yeah. yeah. He's he's my dentist. He's yeah. from Fullerton. We all went to high school together. Yeah. What and a then, trip. So oh, there's like this whole like so you have Sonora Harbor High School, Sunny Hills. You have this whole group and tie punk rock into it social distortions from Fullerton Adolescents are from Fullerton Asian Orange is from like you know Anaheim so all those like punk rock bands that were like yeah. coming they were all from our neighborhood so we'd all like go to the punk rock shows in the backyards and all that kind of stuff so that whole scene was happening inland so all the kids like Ray Coder Chalmers Lumery Darren McComb and all the Newport kids were getting into punk rock but there was no punk rock happening in Newport Beach.
0: Yeah, yeah you couldn't have the probably yeah, those types it, of parties along the you know
3: it wasn't punk rock was not happening yeah. in Newport Beach so it was like they would all come to our school, come to our parties because punk rock was going on so we were kind of like La Habra was a hot spot mm. like so everybody would come like like Ray Coder like the, the, the high school queen he's got Prospect tattooed on his back I was teasing because he grew up in Newport how funny but um he married like the high school prom queen Barbara Martin from La Habra. These guys would all, come, all the guys from Newport would be at all of our all our school dances. Sick. It was crazy because they all wanted to go there. So it, it kind of that's a first. <laughs> it, well, because I always, I always tell people this, especially teenage kids. We're like, oh, dude, this. I'm like, you just all the girls that, like, all the girls at your school are, are cute. Yeah, you just used to seeing them every day. Yeah, and then your friends was like, "Dude, oh my god!" And you go to school and like, "Dude, that girl, what?" Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, get outside your bubble. Get you outside go. your bubble. There's, yeah. there's
3: a big world out there.
0: For sure. So
3: that so that happened. So then I kind of have like a hack surf pro career, PSWA wannabe thing. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't I wasn't that good. I did beat Ron Quigley. I always held out at a, at a contest because <laughs> Ron Quigley was so good. Yeah, he was an amazing surfer. I beat him at um, at an Echo Beach Challenge at Fifty Fourth Street.
2: Hey.
0: You know, highlights, so, got, got so
3: memories. So that, and then um, I wasn't going to school, and then so you're working like,
0: like or just making money sponsor just a little, little bit. Living at
3: like, home, making money, no money sponsorship at that time. You know, just pulling just, screens, just getting free clothes, doing yeah. the whole thing. That's kind of where I think the surf industry has really gone wrong because.
1: Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a free audio only social media platform for all sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any league or group you want and follow us at Late Night with Chalky to be notified when our room goes live. Spotify Green Room.
3: I walk, I go to my beach, yeah. and there's so many amazing kids that rip. Just give them a pair of board shirts and stickers, sticker and they'll represent you. And yeah. I don't, they don't even care. Yeah. It blows my mind, like I, like you know this. Yeah. I was like, I have the thickest crew of guys that I sponsor I always, I had the best guys. Because yeah. I would go to every beach and go, that kid rips, he's awesome. And always the funny thing for me is I go, At least finish high school. Because if you're in high school, it sells product for me. For sure. Because every kid goes, I want to be that kid. Yeah. Yeah. It sells product. Yeah. To all
0: these sport that you're getting free stuff at an early age, you know, you're playing these other, like... You know, uh, club, ball, club football, sports, whatever. You yeah, not get anything. You, not get anything. you don't get anything, and you're just you know part of this, is close. Yeah, you're yeah. like, wait, you get free free boards and free clothes and this and that, and you're yeah. always styled, and you come to school. It's yeah, it's it, was a, cool. it's it was cool. It was yeah, it was super rad. So like, ice influencer over here. Back I, in the and you wait, you're still living in La Habra. Still living La Habra.
1: I so didn't. I never, lived in
3: I lived in La Habra until I got married when I was 23. So I didn't, there what? was no there was no reason like to me there was no reason for me to live at the beach because I was at that time. I was a team manager and I was going all over the world surfing mm. why, why did I need to why did I to really live at the beach why yeah. did I just I need, pay extra rent just pay extra rent and just and I just always looked at like here's the thing that was a struggle for me is like every kook that I saw at a party where I grew up every summer all those kooks were at the beach starting fights and I was like oh, starting fights yeah because they just go to the beach like oh and all the local guys like you guys are kooks beat it and it was just like chaos yeah like when's the worst you're spot? like
1: Hide in your face. You know, like, it's,
3: just, it's just that's the whole thing. For I me. know that guy. That's like well, in your in your intro, it was like feared because I, I grew up having to defend myself. Yeah. So when people go, somebody go off me on the water, I'm like, oh, just go to the beach.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like uh, I fight every day. Yeah. Like I've I've been stabbed. Twice. Did. Yeah, been stabbed twice. I've been, yeah. been, twice. So I've been <laughs> like there's there's I've been shot at. I've been stabbed. Like that, yeah. I'm not, I'm. What are you gonna do? Punch yeah. me? <laughs> like that? Like it's funny like I look at all that kind of stuff and yeah
0: but that adolescent like testosterone you know the kids are all huffy and puffy to go somewhere and they you know it's again it's it's not rivalry because there's no rivalry but it's yeah. like oh there's rivalry but, but you know like I'm just saying they're coming into like the beach communities and
1: yeah
0: when you're, you're a
3: young kid to, and you're, punk, you're, you're a start punk you're gonna shit you're oh, a yeah. punk everyone yeah. out of everyone had of mouth most people couldn't back it up I have a funny like this is later in life but it's a funny story so Dean Quinn
0: oh <laughs> our favorite
3: but Dean Quin Dean Quinn was kind of like it, Dean Quinn was kind of the muscle of Huntington Beach, right? Yeah. So Dean Quinn was the guy. And then and this everyone knew me as kind of the guy in Newport Beach. And uh, like who it's who but Dean and I got along really well. And Spides yeah. was the biggest mouth in the water. So when, <laughs> this one day at, at, at uh, a really good day at Blackie's, Dean had managed to submerge, submerge Spides for Spides being Spides. Yeah. And then Spice comes over me he's all bah! Dude, you gotta fight! Fu- huh. He's like all oh, huffy puffy, and i am defend the guys. I'm like, okay, so I start paddling over, and I'm like, and he's like, that's the guy. And Dean's like, what's up, Palmo? What's up, Dean? And he's like,
2: oh,
3: <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? And he's and, and then Dean just laughed at him. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, like, yeah, just be careful. He's an elder. Yeah, just if my whole thing is if the guy can surf. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He surfs good. Yeah, he knows. He knows. His, he knows how to mind his peace and keys. Like,
0: yeah, definitely. And there's he, there's surf etiquette there, and, and you know sometimes yeah you just so fast forward. So then are...
3: so then I I kind of pretend I'm a hack pro surfer and whatever I'm doing my thing, and then um Danny's like, hey, I'll help you be a pro surfer, or you can come in and run the surf team, and I was like seventeen, damn seventeen. Yeah, I was like seventeen, going on eight, like 17, 17, 18. Yeah, right then. And, it, and I came in and I'm like, and Danny's basically, and Danny's one of, the, like, one of the best things about, like, people can say whatever they want about Danny Kwok. Danny Kwok has given so many people a break. If it wasn't for Danny Kwok and Bob McKnight, like, if you have my nickname is cheap, Bob McKnight has never called me anything but La Habra. <laughs> my whole life. To this day, he's like, what's up, La Habra? Because he knew that's where I was from. He's always called me La Habra. That's <laughs> awesome. Right? So that's McKnight <laughs> that's to this awesome. day. He's like, yeah. What's up, Wahabra? He's always I mean, called he's me Pasadena, like yeah, but he's always called me yeah. Wahabra. So Danny had given me that opportunity to run the surf team. So this is when he said, "This is when it gets great." <laughs> can
1: I can I interject? Yeah, here? yeah. Like, how gnarly is Danny Quack? Like, yeah, he's such a a visionary dude, and like can pick out people and know their strengths. You know hmm. what I mean? It's a trip. But he, but he got his.
0: He he got his lucky break. Yeah, too. From, you know, and I think he. From McKnight and
3: yeah, yeah. But the thing is, what people don't know about Danny is, and this is really interesting. And and Danny and I talked about yeah. this. So, his the movie The Performers is what put everybody on the map. Oh yeah, yeah. that was yeah. Danny gave this. Danny gave this spot to Mickey Nielsen. Really, he was supposed to be the performers. he's just like, but I'm not these guys. Wow, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that group of guys. He like he's I'm not in that caliber. He just took a step back because he looked at Richard Cram and, and like with, yeah. you know Marvin Foster and all those guys what they were doing. Kong, it was like there was there was this Tom, it was just, this whole thing that was happening, and it was like Danny was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the tour. I'm not competing at that level. I'm not pushing in Hawaii. Yeah, that's, and that's where I always had the respect for Danny because I. That's yep.
1: pretty sick to hear. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever no no really one's talked ever talked about like, that. No, there's
0: a lot of and, stuff. There's and little... and I, I, you know, everything we say and hear, and obviously we know his his story, but the you know, the fact that he got his second chance, you know, with the whole
3: the quicksilver seeing the trunks and, and yeah, and, yeah, but that you know all 38s yeah, all one size, <laughs> all
1: one size, <laughs> yeah,
0: not the size you want to take because it's uh, those are far and few between. Them. Yeah,
3: so you you but, look at that and you kind of go, you know, and McNight and those guys and. So I got my no. My first job was. So I live in La Habra. Realize this. So I'm like me and the Strader brothers. We're 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 like if we're lived in Huntington Beach or Newport Beach, we're just rats amongst rats who are sponsored, right? Yeah. We live in La Habra. There's like three dudes in freaking 30 miles inland that are sponsored by Quicksilver. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah, you're super cool. We're super cool, and all the guys who surf around us think we're super cool. Then I get the job. My first job was to go down to MB and pick up Tom Carroll's Quiver wow and meet Michael Tom, Barron Michael Barron yeah and pick up Tom Carroll's Quiver and meet him at the airport dang your f- first that was my first thing to do go, so wait get the van. So Block
1: gave you a team manager job team
3: manager job I was the team manager like so uh-huh. if I showed you all these old pictures like ED I sponsored ED like ever like Doug Silva Rob Machado everyone of those guys was, like, so, so I, you like
1: early on sponsored all those guys like who was the, who was your predecessor like who Danny
3: Danny was the guy Danny was a team manager yeah. so it's like fucking early stages of Quicksilver oh yeah Danny was a team manager then I was so well, we're I talking was, like mid to late 80s yeah this was like 87 so crazy so right? Dan, yeah. Danny yeah 86, 87 cause Danny was a team manager and he went into marketing and then he brought me on to be the team manager and then Preston Murray came after me then Richard Wolcott then Taylor Wisney, and I always so Paul Chief go go what it's kind of crazy
1: that out of all the people that are in Newport, that Quak could have you know, picked could have taken that job. You know why you? You
3: think? I, I you just said I had I don't know you just I, I sometimes I, I I always tell those guys I'm like it baffles me. I just think it's because I was always in the mix and I wasn't afraid and it, and I wasn't afraid of like the Hawaiians were gnarly, but I just wasn't I wasn't afraid. Yeah, like yeah. I I wasn't afraid. Of, like, <laughs> so they're like. If we need some dirty work, then no, no, I'm I, chief. Whole, it's just, it's just <laughs> no, the Hawaiians but... are just like the, the, the unique thing about the Hawaiians are, and this is like one one of my dearest friends that I talk to all the time is Kai Garcia, yeah. and everyone's like it's boring. Oh, it's like and the other, and like it's the same thing. It's like we, if you just show respect, yeah, that's chief, and you, and, you, and you know the etiquette, and you know your space, and you know how you play, and it. it was like, yeah. and Danny just knew it was like if something got heated. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be intimidated by the yeah. situation. Yeah. And, and probably a he'll lot be able of, to handle it. And yeah. probably
0: a lot of those, like you said, mentioned maybe Newport guys or whatever. You know, nothing against them, but yeah. they probably are a little too close. Well, I was to talking shit on Newport? Guys. No, no, no. no, 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 no. So just
2: any of the rippers <laughs>
0: that could have fulfilled that position. They are too close with. You know, the the nucleus of like everybody that's yeah. there. You know, so they know a, everybody. You nailed, you're, 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 re, you're removed.
3: You nailed Don't it. You nailed the, it. No, 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 he did. Here's, what, the he, muscle he, here's what he nailed. No, he no, didn't. No, he he's not did. not that he actually, good. He actually did nail it. Yeah. Here's what I tell everybody, and I've said this over and over again I wasn't the ripper. Yeah. What? I was. I, I could serve. Yeah. I could hold my own. But I, every time, like anybody who I've ever sponsored, I'm like, my job is to make you hold four aces. Right now, you're walking and you're playing poker with me. I got the stacked hand. My yeah. job is to make you more valuable where you're valuable outside of, of Quicksilver. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. I was like, I wanted, I wanted people to have the opportunity to really sure. achieve greatness. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and no disrespect to guys who are pro surfers who run teams, they're always going to tell you how they did it. Yeah. yeah. They're always going to say, this is how I did it. Oh, you should be doing this or you should be doing <clears> that. I'd be like... Dude, you're sponsored. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Go do it. I'm, yeah. I'll am yell for you. I'll yell for like, And Jay knows this. I'd be on the pier yelling, ah,
2: that big peak. Ah.
3: I'd never tell you how to surf the wave. Yeah. I'd never tell you what you did wrong in the heat. Uh-huh. My job is just to market you. My job is to make you a super valuable asset for the company and a super valuable asset for yourself. That's yeah. why
0: I can never be a team manager because I'm like, nope. I surf ten times better than you, and you want this much money? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, cr- like, like yeah. whoa, dude! <laughs> no flavor. No, no, no. no you, yeah. got, you got to realize. No, dude. but that that's... Jay, to
3: Jay's point, Jay, Jay is. You, I'm not. I'm, I'm not because Jay's an incredible surfer. This show's not about Jay. No, but it's, no, no, but It's no, 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 about no, Chief. No, Dave. no. no I'm, I'm, I'm Paul Chief go I'm guys. expanding on his point of.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a pro surfer. <laughs> you, you're a little bit more jaded in in, in regards to like. You're, this is, you're setting your just, ways or yeah. a money factor.
1: or yeah, just, uh, You, you knew stoked. your place and yeah. you
0: knew your job.
1: And
3: I just wanted people to be successful. Yeah, I wanted yeah. them to have the opportunity because this is like, I mean, now it's even more of a golden ring, but back then it was like, I remember when I got to Billabong and I, I, there was... Now don't
1: bill, go to Billabong yet. So yeah. Quicksilver. So, Quicksilver. So I do the Quicksilver thing so, and it, it's sorry, awesome. You, you I cut you off, but you, you were your first... Tour of duty was to pick, pick up, up Tom Tom Michael, Barron's, Michael Barron's for Tom Carroll and pick him up.
3: The sport. For so I drove him to the harbor. I called every single kid I knew. This is on the telephone. <laughs> this is on the back then, and we all took him out of the took him out of the boxes, everything, and fondled every one of his books. Dude, these are Tom Carroll's boards. Like it was like
1: full fanboy. So wait, you, you took them to La Habra to your boys in La Habra? Oh yeah, so we you took, him,
3: took him out of the box. Like these are took, Tom Carroll's Carole. <laughs> work. These are like, Tom Carroll on them. Like if you would have had thing. cell phones, you would have been ruined because his you're history. a surfer yeah. and
0: that's what you do. You fumble know, yeah. you like,
3: everything. You're, you're like, like you're, you're fanning the fanning out. out. So yeah. then I put them all away, put them I like, meet them at the airport and, and go. And then... So how was that like meeting Tom Carroll for the first time? I give him my boards and... Yeah, at that point in time, it was like they knew me but they didn't really know me and it was like so I was more of like a team manager but then when it came into full swing is my first gig was to go run the Eddie. whoa so, so I had to go take all have you seen those surfboards that are the Eddie,
1: yeah trophies
3: yeah I had to take 200 of those on a plane <laughs> by myself like it was gnarly dropped off get them on the and they are heavy oh heavy yeah and then um, I stayed with Mickey Nielsen and Keone Watson stayed there too. It's like, and that was my first gig, was, was staying with Mickey Nielsen. So I got there, I had all the trophies. Was this the first Eddie? No, this is, it was the Eddie, it was after the first Eddie happened. Okay. So then, because the Eddie didn't run for a long time, and then we'll get into Billabong making jabs at Quicksilver Running Contest. So it was like, so we did that, and then I stayed with those, I would stay with Mickey and Marvin, and those guys, and they'd know me from going to Hawaii previous. So I, I really had a good relationship with them. And those guys were, at a certain time, really partying super hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was big. It was like, there was the party scene on the North Shore it was really gnarly. Yeah.
1: And um, If you can't rock and roll, don't fucking come. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so that, that scene was going crazy. And, and I got to the house. I'm like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. It was him, Kong, Marvin. Like, it was gnarly. And I'm like, come on, we're going to do it. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. And I go, what do you mean? I go, I'm here at work. Like, I'm not here to do that. Um, that's yeah. not, not my thing. It's not going you know, to disrespect me in my house. I'm like, no, I'm not just dis- like, ooh, go outside. I'm like, that's what we have to do. I'm staying here, so I guess if I have to fight you, I have to
2: fight you. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, right I, off the bat.
3: Oh, yeah. Was, that was Hawaii. You know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was like, and I, I just forged, like, the best, best relationship with those guys, and I ran into Mickey the Air Day at Ruka, and it's just like, it, it's, they just, they just want to know that you're game. Yeah. They want to know that you're get, that you're not gonna, like,
0: because their their whole thing is if he's not partaking, then there's he's maybe right might rat us rat I mean, out or we no, might talk it, shit. Well, you know they, whatever, you know, whatever good 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 thing. Thing. Yeah. You're not one of them if you're not yeah. in. Yeah. So they so, want to make sure you're
2: you're fast, cool.
3: Fast forward, maybe I don't know summertime, and you know all those guys, not those specific guys and names. These names shall remain nameless, but all these guys come and, and they're like, okay, we want to score trucks i'm like oh okay cool pick them up at the airport and they're like expecting to go to the beach and i start going to where i grew up <laughs> and they're like and all my family members like this is in the 80s have tattoos on their face already they're like they're, they're straight killers i'm like oh and they are like, where are we going i go you guys want this like we're gonna go here and get it and they're like my it is like we're assault weapons like
2: yeah and
3: they're just like come out what are they like, horns what's up oh, that's yeah on. you know the whole trip and they're like well, these guys are like okay, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, oh, there's a... holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? what? Yeah. Is this where you grew up? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what would happen if something happened to you? I go, oh, my family would kill you. Yeah. Legit, they would, they would, they would murder you.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like there, there ain't no fighting going on there. They're, they're, they're real killers. So you,
1: you scrapped with Mickey Nielsen that night? No, never. Okay. You I never got ne- to that. Never point. got okay. to that. It was, it was, no.
3: it's, it's the same thing. It's like, and Jake can talk this. It was like. There wasn't like I had to front; it was just like calm. Like, or really, or if this is what we're gonna have to do, then I guess. I and mean, it's like, but if I would have, if I would immediately went, yeah, oh, and then I would got a slap, yeah. And then I did. If I would have like fronted, then I would have got punched. It was yeah. just like it's yeah. just being calm and respectful of what they're doing. Like what you do, and what I do are two totally different things, and it was awesome. So that happened, and then and then when I went later, it was like. It was really cool. I got to work with all these guys. I got to do a lot of rad stuff. And then um, there was a guy named Mike Lesher. He was he was a sales manager at um, Quicksilver, and he had left, and went and went to Billabong. And at that time, I was like Quicksilver went public, and it was it was just weird. It was kind of getting tricky. How long were you at Quicksilver for? I started writing for Quicksilver when I was fifteen. I left Quicksilver when I was nineteen. So four years. Four years. Worked for him for two and a half. Yeah. So it was like, and then was and was the the rivalry
1: between Quicksilver and Billabong. Oh yeah, okay. huge. yeah, huge, huge,
0: huge. I, I was sponsored by Quicksilver, and it was right when you were leaving. they were all off of um, off nineteenth. No, they were out. Uh, the new Volcom. The, the well, they just moved into the, the new, Volcom new building. building. Yeah, you know, so it was. They were all the old stylized building now, which turned into their fabric house, but um, whatever. Right did, across but, the
3: street from Wave Tools and everything else. Yeah. It used to it used to be um, Penhall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. And uh, yeah, you went you went to Billabong, and um, I dealt with
3: Wooly. Yeah, it was Wooly. Wooly yeah. came in after me. Yeah. And so, this, so how? What was that? Mike Lesher. Mike Lesher brought me in. I just was at Quicksilver. I, I just it was just such a different thing like DK like we had the new building because we got to the new building like people were upstairs and I was downstairs and it was just it just was just, it was just big and weird and I was kind of like this is where." so Mike said come over here and work and I'm like alright and um, so I came and I just started doing customer service and, yep. and that was
0: the OG Placentia back building oh yeah on one la- building one building yeah. in the one back.
3: building warehouse everything 111As one Yeah, were one one yeah. our, our board shorts 222 two, two, A's were walk shorts yeah. Three, three, three 3 was like Jacket <laughs> T-shirts For like fours So what What was that uh, Breakup like? It wasn't It was just interesting It was time for me To move on It, it just I, I respected Mike And And I just was Quicksilver wasn't Quicksilver was just It was just Got too corporate? It wasn't It just It was like me being back In high school again I didn't fit in mm. You know what I mean? It was like it was, it was getting really smart Yeah You know what I mean? Like there was i learned a lot but it was like conversations like you know act was we're, we're not going to get acquired we're going to go public and we're going to do this and wall street's coming in and they're doing that and you need to look this way and you got to act that way and there's this i'm just like yeah i'm like i'm like back, i'm back in that i'm back on the yellow bus yeah and i'm like and de- not fair your, your
1: dyslexia
3: is coming back yeah, yeah just like and uh, the can stuff can... i needed to write and do was like yeah i, I was gonna fail
1: because you had i mean quack isn't uh, college educated, but you had McQuiet who was gnarly. McKnight's right?
3: USC, super, but Danny's really well written, really well read. I'm not well written or well yeah. read because I that's just not my amen, DNA. brother. So, so <laughs> that's just not my DNA. So, when I, went, when I went over and started working at Quicks, I mean, Billabong, you know, it was really fun. Mark Reeder was the team manager, he's actually the best man at my wedding. No and way, we, yeah. He was, we Mark and I were like thick as thieves. I had long hair, we were going out every night. like it was like punk rock was over, like super long hair, drink and go crazy and go see rock bands. And, and for me, it was like, because I lived inland and I grew up with all the punk rock bands, I knew every punk rock band. I knew every rock band. Like I just,
0: they were... You stayed in the mix with I that. I stayed in the mix because I
3: didn't live at the beach. So I was, yeah. I was always in LA at night going out. I was I was like really good friends with all the bands. And that's how, that's how that ended up working for me down the line in the music space. Yeah. So doing that and then went there so went customer the, service first customer service out. first and then like who was running the you, team reader right reader was running yeah. it. reader did was running the
1: team on like Doing customer service? No, just, it
3: just was. It was easy. All I had to do is answer the phone and fix people's stuff on a computer. It wasn't really hard. Yeah, there was yeah. there was no
1: internet. There was just a but phone the number. The company but yeah, the and goals. the title and the duties. Yeah. Are... Yeah, but it was
3: there was something very unique. It was it was like I mean, Billabong was like the size of your. It was this was it. Yeah. It was just yeah. it was. Tiny. But you know what
1: I'm saying? Like you yeah, were a team manager, but it was it did Quicksilver, it, and to me to 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 you to took a def- step
3: back. To me, it was just work yeah I, I don't ever look like that's one thing is like people it's just work yeah it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's like, a stepping stone it's just work it's yeah. at the end of the day it's work so then so then we started doing stuff and Bob really loves music like he is a music aficionado he loves music he's everything about and he also he's like hey these band guys are coming in and visiting you like, and, then, and all of a sudden I'm like he goes Hey, how, how did you like? And at that time, I was doing nightclub promoting. Yeah. I was doing all concert stuff. I was doing all stuff on the side. So I always had plan B. I've never not had plan B. I've always had plan B. Yeah. And so I was like doing music stuff. And I was working in customer service and doing music stuff and putting on nightclubs and doing whatever I needed to do. Wow. Customers, like, it was bad. I'd show up to work in the same clothes I wore the night before. And Reader was always my sidekick. We were chaotic. And then, um, the good old days. But yeah. then, and then, um, Bob, He's like, there was this one event. He goes, Hey, can you put this thing together? Well, yeah. So I got these really good good bands put this whole thing in there. He's like, How many give you a new title? You're not customer You're- my job was called special projects coordinator. <laughs> and I thought it was hard because I was like in the special ed class and now I'm the special projects coordinator. Yeah. So that was I was special projects coordinator and then um you know, Reader was doing his thing and everything else and you know
0: marketing Re- back then sorry to interrupt, but marketing back then was pretty straightforward. It's like you know we're making posters we're doing surf tours like you know we're doing meet and greets and but yeah, surf doing, movies. but n- like nobody was putting like music, music. In. yeah that's what like I'm so we like knew. we did
3: like TSOL, social distortion nirvana like how, how everyone's like how did you get nirvana in a surf movie because yeah. i knew the guys in nirvana like they i knew them yeah. so it was like it, dude, so we're, we're talking um
1: filthy habits
3: oh filthy habits all that type of stuff yeah, yeah. pump in the wind and then mm-hmm. all the music then we did, with like Bunny Up Dreaming, we did Sublime in those movies. So we put Sublime in there. It was like, and I was friends with all those guys. It was yeah. like, so it was just, that music thing started happening. So it kind of just
1: set. Soon after you, you started working.
3: Yeah, soon after there. So, and then I I met my wife, and that was in 88. And I got married in 89. And then so, Reader was doing his thing. And then Reader kind of just like, I don't even, I was so off doing other stuff. And the next thing I know, Reader wasn't there anymore. Anyway, I felt bad because our relationship, like, I was doing all these special projects and stuff, like, working, like, going to trade shows and putting on trade show parties and getting in, and, like, I was the guy who could put it all together at that yeah. time. Yeah. And then um, I came back, and Rita was gone, and Bob's like, hey, I want you to run the team, too. I want I want you to be the, you know, head of marketing.
0: Yeah.
3: Marketing director. I'm, wow. like, oh, I want, I'm like, okay.
1: Was that a pay raise, too, or? Yeah, it was a
3: pay raise. Yeah. I mean, back then, but I had, at that time, you know, I was I was young, married, and I was doing music, because I had to. I had to make the ends meet. Like back then, it was like, I everyone's like, oh, you killed like. I lived in a one bedroom condo with two kids and two dogs, I foreclosed on and lived in my in-laws. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I wasn't killing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but a lot.
0: You know, for for the short time yeah. that you know, and how young you were. I mean, that was. Yeah. From, no college degree. Yeah.
1: No. Know? So it was yeah, like that's
3: epic. So we did that, and it was like, that was epic. Those built and then, I met a guy named Rick Devoe so Rick DeV- you know you know Rick. Yeah, yeah, Rick so Rick, Rick had a company called Big Dummy Jams and he was he was managing he was like putting on concerts and so him and I met in Malibu Pete Rocky introduced us and Rick was doing like no effects Pennywise anyway, all these punk rock shows and I'm like and then Taylor just put out um, Beyond Seaside that was his first movie right? yeah Beyond Seaside and then we met Seaside Ta- and
1: Beyond or oh, Seaside and Beyond
3: yeah. Dyslexic so so um, <laughs> We met Taylor, and then Rick's, we just, this whole thing just happened. It was like momentum, this, that, the other, is like this, this, this thing just exploded. Yeah. Taylor knew music, wanted music, I knew music, we knew Brick Overwitz. It's like Rick knew how to put on shows, yeah. I knew how to put on shows, and we just started doing these tours. Yeah. And it went crazy. Like It was like nobody had ever done that, like where you had a movie, and then... Anyway, a concert. A yeah, concert, playing
0: at the opening, yeah. at the premiere, and then
3: so we did that, and it w- it just it just went bonkers. It was crazy what happened. Then I worked on a project like Don Meek and I talk about it all the time. We were the first people to put surfing and music on TV with um, Prime Prime Ticket, Prime Ticket, yeah. Prime Ticket, yeah, yeah. Don and Don Meek had reached out to me. Goes, hey, I want to do this. So we put that together, and that happened. That was the first time that ever happened was surfing music on TV. So we started doing all these things and. It was really unique at that time because a lot of the bands that i were working with like and Rick were working with were becoming the hot bands. And then so a guy named Tom Wally, who was the founder, one of the founders of Interscope Records, had come to me and said, hey, I really want you to... like, You, you know all these good bands. like I want you to start signing bands to the record label. Dang. What? So I'm like, okay, so I became an NR guy. And that was like... And this was all stuff I was doing on the side. Never, never interfered with my work. But like yeah. at this time, like I'm doing snowboard events, so I'm in Europe and I'm meeting the What's bands. A A&R and R stand for again? Artist representation. Okay. So or artist repertoire. Yeah. So A and R. So I was doing A and R, and like I was bringing bands in, like and, and all this stuff. And then Rick had Blink 182s is blowing up, and they was trying to sign these bands. And it was like so I had this whole thing going with music and, and billabong, and it was crazy. And, the kind of the, the big crap hitting the fan moment was um <laughs> I think it was like probably ninety six, ninety-seven. Um the BC boys were wearing a Billabong on the cover of Rolling Stone. Damn. Yeah, no way. Yeah, and he had a Billabong he had a Billabong logo on the cover of Rolling Stone. And um one of the guys at Billabong said I should be fired. For the fact that some New York hip the, the band. Australia, heads? Yeah. yeah, New York hip hop, Gordon band. Merchant, somebody, somebody, God, I love Gordon. Me and Gordon are good. So it's like, so it's, but back then it was like, why, why, are you, why, why, why are you ruining the brand? Why, yeah, why are you taking the brand and putting it on New York hip hop or a surf brand? What this isn't who we are. This yeah. is, is know, that, every surfer. Why, why you, our top are
1: you Hey, why are you introducing us to another market?
3: Well,
2: <laughs> it, but that's interesting. It's interesting because
0: like, I what surfer didn't have Beastie Boys
2: oh, on their geez. free
3: yeah
0: like are yeah you- but, it's,
3: but you have to look at it from a lens of like
0: e- old grumpy guy
3: well, yeah we I knew remember.
0: I know you mean from like
1: yeah, yeah it's, their, it's it's yeah, so different now because yeah.
3: it's I'll, I'll never forget because this is I think this is where a lot of my success came from is I didn't have the luxury of growing up at the beach I didn't have the luxuries of all the stuff that the grumpy surfer guy had I had to earn my way into the quote-unquote tribe. Yeah. yeah, I had to like. There, w- it wasn't just a given for me. I'm the kid who, I'm a Mexican kid who grew up inland, who somehow has gotten in a position where he's at and done the stuff. So it was like, so that was just like at that point. I'm like, wow, this is really lame. Like yeah. this sucks. Like because I love music, and it's awesome, and I'm doing all this stuff with Taylor Steele, and it's killing it, and yeah. we're putting on all, all these movies, and like, yeah. I'm I'm like introducing surfers to like and skaters and like you know Sergi Ventura it's like,
0: it's like guilty by association like you're you have the relationships and like it's just all coming together yeah it was like it's,
3: a perfect collision course and yeah. it was like like Sergi Ventura w- was on Madonna's tour skating like and Sergi was one of my team riders. like it was like there was all these things that like were I was taking athletes and going hey go do this hey go be in a movie and go do that and, that, and that's why it really frustrated me when Kelly did Baywatch and everyone everyone turned their back on him and I was like Dude, everyone just wants to, and that's the surf industry. We yeah, we, yeah. we the surf industry just cannibalizes ourselves. And it's it's super sad like to see that happen. I put a post up yeah. on with um, Ultimate Surfer because everyone's like, dude, so lame, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is it's introducing surfing to people who don't under, they, like that don't understand surfing and it's yeah. it's giving them an opportunity yeah. to to be part of a culture and invest back into what gives us our livelihood. And how yeah. how short a surfer's you know, Careers yeah. and
0: career is, and 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 why shame them for like getting yeah. after and making as much money and, and hopefully parlaying that? Hey, might get a commercial gig or uh, uh you know, whatever whatever it is. is, yeah, whatever opportunities and doors that opens and up. You it's know like, what, it's grumpy me.
1: surf guy, turn yeah. the TV off, yeah, yeah
3: or but put the, it on the radio But off. everybody wants to, yeah, the grumpy, the grumpy surf guy isn't us, yeah, no, it's, we're, it's, we're not like the, the grumpy no. surf guy is the guy who, like, who discover surfing it's like i have it a lot of our beach where people are yelling and i'm like the grumpy surf guy is the like guy that
0: surf at the same spot at the same beach and in the same crew and hasn't really enjoyed surfing and traveled and gone and, yeah. and explored and just get out of their comfort zone they're the ones that are just barking at the same yeah. spot every and, day and if you we call at, them haters too that that's what we call
2: them
3: <laughs> yeah but if you look if you look at so this this perfect collision was happening in 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 action sports and t- i mean Taylor Steele was on the forefront of it. Rick DeVoe was on the forefront of it. You know, what we were trying to do at Billabong was like, you know, with the movies we were putting out, like Jack McCoy, like, because remember, by this time at Billabong, I had pilfered Jack McCoy from Quicksilver. I had pilfered R- Resolve from Quicksilver. I had right. pilfered Wes Lane from Quicksilver. I would like, I'd, like, taken all these guys and said, look, you're kind of just going down the old, if, if you don't rock and roll, you can't effing come. Yeah. Process and I'm like, it's kind of played out. Yeah. Like I mean, Quicksilver really needs to rethink what it's doing because Echo Beach was like, was a party. Yeah. And it was everybody was invited and it was the whole thing and all of a sudden it became less about Echo Beach and and this whole thing. So you know, Bob and I had, had sat there and we kind of looked at where Billabong was at. We're like, man, this is this really? Because I put up, I created this thing called Bong built on the Next Generation. Whoa. So I like that. that. Yeah, so it was Bong. Remember the church said Bong? Yeah. yeah. That was built on the next generation. So I was trying to like rethink what was going on. It's just, it's so just, you came up with that? Yeah, like recalibrate, like Bong, yeah. built on the next generation.
0: Like, yeah, we're going to thought Bong was Bong. Yeah, like, but hey, was, I thought I thought Bob was Christian. No, it was. It was a, it, no, it, I know, but. But that was the thing. That, I, I never knew that. that yeah, was
3: a, we, we wanted to like build this whole thing, and it was, it was just such a massive amount of resistance. And um, Bob, at that point in time, I was like, dude, I'm out of here. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna need to go to music. I, I, you know, I'm gonna go work at a different company. I don't, I'm just out. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore because it's not where I see this happening. And um, so we ended up parting ways with Bill Wong, and that was it was a very tumultuous breakup. And we'll get back to the, the, the essence of the greatness of the comeback together. So it was like a very tumultuous breakup, and there was a lot of hostile feelings. You then. broke up with Billabong? Yeah, when, when Hurley and I, Bob, we left. So when, when Hurley started Hurley? Yes. Okay. We, we we were doing hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And we walked away from that. Yeah. So crazy. We, so we got we to one system. second, okay? Because the importance
1: of what you were talking about earlier, I, I wanted to magnify... What you guys did with Taylor Steele and what you guys did with your own videos? Because like, we trip out on those videos. You know, yeah. we we well, you, ran those things till till you know you, you, you know filthy habits and it and was and a lump and like
3: oh my god. So in the in the wind that's how I got the name Chief because I got that big yeah, yeah barrel at yeah. Puerto Escondido. had long hair yeah. and Bob's all Chief
0: yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, going you know, going I'll have with to find what, that. Going mm-hmm. what Lennon said is you know, it was a is a changing of the guard on with like Taylor, the new school, yeah, how impactful and how more relevant surf movies have become. You can infuse music, more market yeah. you know, like it's not just print and contest. And print and contest it was like
1: Like how sick was Tia so well in in the movies. You, so let
3: me regress.
0: And Mary's Danish
1: yeah. and all that, like all that shit was like so rad. In such state. fond memories oh, of yeah. those movies
3: so let me regress and this is this is where you guys will have that epiphany moment because this is an p- epiphany moment I had and especially listening to ED's podcast like I wasn't a 70's groovy guy I didn't grow up at the beach I, d- I didn't have the hippie cool thing I was like I was just fighting to live you know what I mean I was like and surfing was like yeah. an outlet for me but when punk rock happened and I did, a, I did an art show that was called Against the Grain when twi- twin things only happened for like 18 months realize that <laughs> There was a there was a moment when Mark Richards, for like 18 to 24 months, where twin fins happened. You know what happened that same time? Punk rock.
2: Hmm.
3: So it was a, it was that epiphany moment where surfing was changing. It was going vertical. It was like people were doing stuff. People were cutting their hair. The long-haired grumpy guy would paddle out and punch you in the face. You're like, I like being punched in the face. Your ears are pierced and you're like a savage. You're like, you like get punched in the face every night in the pit. There was this, there was this surfing went from. Well, I'm groovy, aloha flow, to like, I'm aggressive, I'm punk rock, I'm yeah. listening to freaking bad religion, I'm listening to fear, I'm listening to the dead Kennedys, and it's like, I want to kick some ass. Hey, I, I wish we could do a, a, a playlist on all the
0: surfers, not just the top athletes of the sport, but just, I, I know exactly side a of side b tape deck (laughs) oh yeah of what i'm playing in the car before i paddle out and it's not groovy chill music it's yeah Yeah, so so you
3: looked at that so you you saw so i saw that (laughs) in the 80s right i saw that in the 80s and i was blessed enough to be part of that like to be part of that and that's where maybe danny saw something because i was like i was punk rock yeah i didn't care i wasn't i wasn't trying to be a hippie i was like i was like I'm, I'm not afraid to fight you. Know, I love the music. I'm going to be in the mosh pit. I'm going to live it. Punk rock, 80s, punk rock. And that changed surfing. Yeah. 100%. That era changed surfing. Fast forward. That's why I wanted to regress on that. Twin fins. Certain amount of time that happened, it changed surfing. And then Simon Anderson came out with the tri at yeah. Bellas. Changed everything, right? For sure. And whole it, new
0: outlook on surfing. Whole
3: new outlook on surfing. It, it absolutely 100% changed. Glenn Winton tried with the quad, but nothing really outperformed the tri so to this day. To this day. So you have you have that moment in time. Music, look, essence, paradigm okay. shift, right? That didn't happen again until Taylor Steele.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's when that's why I love the momentum generation because it was like you had the Martin Potters of the world, everyone else, and you had you had these guys who, who weren't partying, yeah. who went to school, who were really and just had ten times more balls than any of those guys in any situation.
0: Yeah. They were just like Gunho.
3: And that was because Cheese and Brock.
0: Yeah.
3: Right? And like Cheese was like my best friend. And you know that. He was with yeah. me everywhere. And Cheese never – he rode for Bill of Hung and then he went off and did it. But he traveled with me everywhere. And you can ask Ross, Shane, Connell, those guys. Benji, we, Cheese was always in the car. They were always in the back. And I was like, what is Cheese? He didn't even run for us. And I'm like, because he's my boy. Yeah. And he would go to the hotel room. i Todd Chester. He would, Chester, he, he would go to the hotel man. room and go like this. And spit on the bed. And go. That's where I'm sleeping. Yeah. He, and I'm, I'm. I got the other I, guy. <laughs> I can
0: see how you two are like two peas in a pod yeah. because he would do the same thing. Like you'd be in the. He'd be the guy like pissing on you, like not saying anything. Like, oh yeah. Or you'd be the guy. He was a. He, practical joker, but in yeah. like you couldn't get mad because it was cheese, and he it was he was just doing it to be fun. But to
3: be cheese, but yeah. he, it. But that was the paradigm shift. So if you looked at that yeah so go like that starting to go into the teeth to the and then i'm, I'm just watching the surf brands just like
2: yeah.
3: be stuck and like we need to be this and we need to have this team rider and we need to do it this way and we need yeah. to do it that way and i was like i don't ever want to run another contest yeah because we changed prize money in surfing yeah with with the billabong pro because Quicksilver had the richest prize money and then bob hurley we did the, it was 5a Remember, it used to be 3A. It was, yeah. We had a 5A contest, and it was $55,000 prize first. And we wrote, because the Eddie was never happening, yeah. and the Eddie was 50 grants, so we increased it by five. And we said, real prize money, real contest. Yeah. And we ran the contest, and people got paid. So fast forward to Trussell. So now we've, I can't remember if we changed the prize money. No, it was We're Hurley when we changed the prize money. And um, so Bob, Bob was just kind of going, Dude, I'm the license of this brand. I pay him a ton of money. You do all the marketing. I do all the business. Leanne's doing all the design. We're running everything globally. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You were the, we, we're the, the money makers, yeah.
3: And we're paying a fortune to be the license.
1: And the guy's probably and they're not trying and, to handle it. They're trying to handicap you. Yeah, and they're
3: trying to handicap us. So Bob had flown to Australia and said, and met with Gordon and said, you know, hey, this is what I want. I see it differently. This is the way I want to do it, blah, blah, blah. And this is the days of faxes. And um, this is like 98. And um, and Bob comes back and he's like, okay, wait. Yeah. I was going to leave. And I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, no, we have a deal. Don't leave. It's all good. We get a fax. Yeah. Comes back and he goes, it's not the deal we signed up for. And Bob, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob really is very, very much a punk rock person. Yeah. And yeah. he just went like this. He went, bye. No, he got back on a plane and flew back and resigned. That's what I heard. He got back on the Mike plane. Mike Dunn
1: told us that. Yeah.
3: Got back on the plane and resigned. Yeah, flew back, and then flew back. Said we're doing our own thing, and everyone's like, "Oh, you guys need to start small." And we're kind of like, you know, no. oh, we can't. We have all these employees. What yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. You know, we have we have to go big.
1: And, and it, can I just interject real yeah. quick? What you guys did was so fucking Tommy McGuire,
0: who's coming with <laughs> me, freaking. <laughs> F you, so wrong, and I'm gonna take t- you know, like he, he had a, a lot of employees and a lot of oh. people, and, I, and he's a yeah. He's but a, our whole
3: sales force quit via Federal Express letter. Yeah. The next day, I sat down. We did the pitch. Freaking scabs. But, but no, it was, it was great. It was great for them because Bill went on to be great and everything else. Yeah. But if you look at like Mark Weber runs Bill Yeah. You know, Mark Simpson. He's now started IPD. You have all these guys who came and like.
1: University of Hurley,
3: pretty much the University yeah. of Hurley. They all have yeah. these great jobs, and it's because in Lyndon, you know this more than anybody. Goddamn right. Well, you do because we kind of dug, dug in that <laughs> head. He <laughs> so, head. So here's here's the thing you have to realize, and this is where I told Bob I go. This is where I go back to. It's just work. Yeah. And the reps would become those guys like I wipe my ass with hundred dollar bills, and they, and they and you're the you're the you're the kid on the floor, and the reps just like. And they walk past you, and they go talk to Pi or they go talk to, you yeah. know, Duke, or someone else. And they're like, they don't—they don't have the time of day for you. And they're just like, "Oh, I got the connection." Blah blah blah. I'm talking to the buyer. I'm talking to signs. I'm talking to—I don't even talk to kids on the floor. And we had sub reps.
2: Yeah.
3: And all those guys quit. We hired every sub rep. Weber was a sub rep. We hired all our sub reps. Yeah. And every if we got if those I swear to you if those guys would have stayed on. Hurley would not have been as successful as this yeah. because we hired the kid that talked to all the kids on the floor, and yeah. the kids on the floor went, I got your back, dude. Yeah. That guy sucks. I'm gonna support you. You're the new rep. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like and they're like, you're 21 yeah. and all of a sudden you're a rep for Hurley. You don't know if it's gonna work or not. Yeah. But it's like, dude, that's rap, they're giving you the shot. Yeah. Like they're not trying to hire some old guy, they just gave it to the kid.
2: Yeah.
3: We just gave it to the kid. And the kids went in there and murdered it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember because um, that was the. That, I mean, that was the youthful, like just, you know, like energy you guys had, oh, yeah. and like you know, like it was. You're not was, gonna, you're not gonna sway some jaded old rep or you know somebody that's just set in his ways. Like, no, he's because, like,
3: I'm sticking with Bill Billabong pays. Like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, you know, but that's I just remember those days. Like, yeah, were oh, you are gonna say something? I I, was, I remember a couple things that'll
1: forever be etched in my brain of Bob Hurley. The first time I ever met him and I didn't really meet him, we were picking up boards when he was shaping in that in Costa Mesa with Mike Lytle. Yep. And they shared a room. Yep. And it was the first billabong thing I ever saw was a poster. Yep. And it said, Only a surfer knows the feeling. And I look over and, and you know, Bob's shaping, he's got his fucking mask on. And he's got these long ass weird clam diggers on. <laughs> Remember, oh, yeah. yeah, and I was just like, "What the hell are those?" And then, "What the hell is a billabong?" You know?
3: You know why billabong exists, right? You know the real reason why it's in America.
1: Because he went there.
3: No. Okay. Bought a surf shop. He was shaping surfboards. He was in Newport Beach. And oh, he couldn't, oh he couldn't get Quicksilver. could get Yeah. And Chip Rowland came that. back, and he was Bob was started That's buying, right. selling billabong, and then Gordon's like, "I don't need you to sell. stuff I need a license in America." If he would, Quicksilver just wouldn't have been. High and mighty, yeah, yeah. and sold them. There would probably never, Billabong would probably be like yeah. some Australian brand that really never got traction here. So crazy, yeah. We we
1: we try to we've tried to get Bob on the show, and it's not about Bob, but just you know you're talking about him, and like it's crazy he's how my, he's
3: one of my. Bad, yeah, I still talk to Bob all the time. Yeah, but Bob's Bob's the thing about Bob now is like. It's like me, I don't really care. I love you guys. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. We you, guys, you're, yeah. you guys are my friends and yeah. I've known you since you were Groms and you've known me since no. I was... I, yeah. So to me, it's like, Bob's like grandkids and he pretty much lives in Hawaii. He just... And it's like, yeah. the, what happened with the Hurley thing this last round, I think he's just... He's just sitting back on the sidelines and let his kids do what they want yeah. to do. And just, yeah, he he's, he's sailing in the sunset like the stuff I'm doing now, I'm not in the surf industry. Yeah. I, I, I don't really care to be. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's where it's like we're going back to is we, we had that paradigm shift where it was like you had all the right guys you had you had the malloys and like you know how crazy was that going back to that dissension of hurley leading billabong it that was, risk it was on. yeah because yeah. like you know i i'm super close with shane during i talk to shane all the time but it, it was it was bad like yeah, you no know, shane shane stayed with billabong there was like there was like tumultuous it was like ross and shane were getting along the way we marketed them and I love Ross' to death. And I always say, I don't care any surf movie you watch, Ross Williams turns hold up against anybody's turns both any movie it. today. That's how good Ross is. Yeah. yeah you know, so it's it. like The Cat. The cat. Yeah. And it's funny because it was it, this is totally off track, but you'll get a kick out of this. I'm at my friend owns Fish One O One, eat Fish One O One in San Diego. It's a great restaurant. Nice. John Park. I walk in and Tara Knox is sponsored. He's oh dude, I got a good picture with you, guys. blah 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 and I'll like, it's okay, and then he puts it on video and he goes Hey, so who was it hard to work with, Ross or Shane?
0: Oh, my I'm God. I'm like, <laughs>
3: you know, it's on my feet. Everyone's on like, dude, That's so good. So I was like, that's Taylor. But yeah. my point being was, the guys who really wanted to compete yeah. stayed with Billabong. Yeah. yeah. The guys who just wanted to live a really cool lifestyle and just surf. And, and that's like, you know, Keith was on tour and then dropped off. I'm like, dude, I don't care. At that point, I didn't care if anyone did the tour. Yeah. It didn't make a difference to me yeah. at, at all. I, I didn't care. And... That's why when, when Hurley started, it was Freedom of Choice and Microphone for Youth. Speak. Have yeah. a voice. Say what you want to do. Whatever you want. Like, I always be say we... Be a we, good
0: influence and rip and be rip cool. Rip and be,
3: yeah. be awesome. Be rad. Just be who you want to be. Like, yeah. I don't care. And then we did that. We had such... And the, the stars aligned. It was like, you know, Blink-182 blew up. you know, yeah. Noah Johnson well, that's won. Johnson won the Eddie. It was like, there was all these things that happened all in one year. It was like... It boom, was, boom, boom. It boom. was like boom, 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 boom. Like and actually you know we're like we couldn't we couldn't make shit fast enough. What was crazy is
1: that Hurley was still doing Billabong. and and doing Hurley and, doing Hurley and shipping out of the same, same warehouse, building same building for a year. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, when it was when you guys started marketing, right? The the nine 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 uh, well, you know
3: the 991, 999, yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. emergency. Are, yeah. It's the emergency for England. And was the surf industry was, an, was was dying. They needed an emergency. It wasn't. It needed an injection. And luckily for us at that time, Bob had that. We had had all that track record through the 80s into the 90s to be able to start a brand. And people looked at us and go, okay, we know these guys. We trust them. Yeah. Yeah. And we were able to do that. And that, that, that really, like... People were going to take a gamble on Volcom now. People were going to take a gamble on yeah. brands like Ruka. People are these new brands, and they started emerging. And you had you had all these older brands kind of going, "Whoa, what's happening?" Like, oh, and that's yeah. yeah. you know, like you know, Billabong starts doing stuff with music. I'm like, You guys hated music?" Like, I'm still confused, <laughs> yeah.
2: you know. Yeah. And,
3: but when you guys came out and
1: started doing the marketing, you know, the nine nine nine. Oh yeah. And it just like. It just burst on the scene and the the, the importance of Blink-182 oh. and MTV. Taylor Steele. Yeah, uh, yeah Taylor. and Taylor Steele. Yeah. But when Blink-82 showed up at that awards. Oh,
3: yeah, wearing Hurley. Wayne. They won the Hurley. They opened the VMAs, won the VMA, and closed the VMAs. And they had a sticker on. And yeah. Rick DeVoe pulled the stickers off before they walked. No one's ever done that. Everything's always burned out. But it was live. And they took their stickers off and walked down on stage wearing Hurley.
1: Yeah. And, and,
3: like, we didn't sell the pac when we yeah. first started. We wouldn't sell. We stayed true to the surf shops, and that that whole thing just went crazy. But okay, so you look at that. 18 months later, people were hating on us that yeah. fast because like, dude, you're the Blink 182 brand. You guys are lame. You suck. Yeah. Right. And it was like so that I don't remember you guys ever remember this campaign. I can't. Was it called the Essence of Surf. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Remember that? Yeah, and yeah. it was just like it was like Braden Diaz, big spread, Essence of Surf written in cursive, Hurley, and it was just like. We love surf. We love surf. We love surf. We love surf. Yeah. And it was the essence of surfing. It was like, you know, resolve. And all these, like, these beautiful pictures. Double page spreads. Yeah. Up, just action. Action. Just a really cool, like... My little thing is, like, I wanted... I always wanted to put stuff up that made me want to go surfing. For sure. Like, like I watched, like... What's that new movie that um, Logan Dylan just put out? Snapped. Snapped. snap. Like, that, I watched that movie, and I'm like...
2: It's I have no idea what's even going on. It's yeah. mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. But, like, yeah, yeah.
3: Logan... Take my hat off to him, like that's it, like with Simon Rex and the comedy of it all. It's so good, the music, and the music, like the music, everything. Like, but then again, if you look at now, back like rewind 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to get Metallica to be in a movie, but now they're like, okay, we need it's all, it's all, it's all comes full circle, right? And it's like, if you look at that, so we had the Hurley thing, and it was like killing it, and we did Essence of Surf, and then we're growing immensely, and everyone's you know butts on the line for the money and bob just goes look i, th- I think we should st- we should either go public or try to sell this thing and i'm like i'm with you but i go if we go public we'll be f- i mean i'll be fired that's why i left Quicksilver. i don't know how to talk to wall street
0: yeah
3: <laughs> like I- I'm-, I'm fired i'm out of here and then you know it was interesting because we sat down with nike on um september 10th and it was then, quick right 2001 Realize september 10th 2001 was when we sat down with nike we flew the back like that
0: day before two years and yeah. uh, under the brand yeah like two, two, two years, years Two yeah
3: two years two years, two, years under the, yeah two years. going on three going on three yeah. and um and then 9-11
2: oh
3: and we're just like well like in 9-11 was like a shocker we're just kind of like whoa yeah
2: yeah
3: you know what, what what's going on here and how do we fix it and let's just we don't even know uh, what's going yeah, to happen? happen and then you know nike calls you know two weeks later and said we want to make a deal with you guys henceforth we make the deal with nike it starts off great super good and within nine months of me being at nike i should be fired <laughs> and i was like and this was me like i i really like scott all tom Clark, roger white all the guys who came from nike i don't agree with a lot of things that they did but they taught me how to be a businessman and they taught me how to be an executive and they taught me how to like, like stuff i would have never learned yeah like ebitda's and you know, multiples and all that kind of stuff like I just quite like and cause Tom Clark sat down. Tom Clark took Nike from three hundred million to eight billion. Fuck. And Never even heard of the guy. He's TC. He's awesome. Tom Clark? Tom Clark. So he he sat me down one time. Bob Bob told because Bob's like, I don't want to lose Paul, but he's gonna get fired. And I'm like Tom just sat me down. He goes, hey, you're super smart. How you got here and what you're doing is insane. Cause I'll regress on the split he goes, if you don't if you die on the sword for everything, you'll just bleed out. Yeah. And if you pick a battle for everything, you're just a nuisance. He goes, just be quiet and listen. Yeah. And then I did, and I stayed on at Nike till 2012 as a senior executive. Worked with Converse, worked with SB, worked like, it was, I learned yeah. so much, traveled the world. It was, like, it was awesome.
0: Because once, once you, you, you could take a seat back and, yeah. and, and listen, you could see their point of view, but then you could probably introduce... But it, was, it, is, it
3: goes back to the Hawaii thing. So yeah. it, was like, it goes back to every step in my life. So at that time, I was crushing it in music. Yeah. Like I, I was killing... I was... I was I, you know, I concert tours... out. I own, I own concert tours that were making tens of thousands of dollars a night. Yeah. I'd make more in one week than I'd make in a whole year working for early. Crazy. Like just music was going bananas. And it was yeah. the whole thing. And then this is... I think this is where... I had that respect for Nike because, you know, Bob owned the majority of the share of the company, and the rest of us had to go sit in a room with the Nike lawyers, and they go, "Okay, everyone's got to be 100% Nike." I'm like, "What does that mean?" And they go, "You're 100% Nike. You can't do anything on their side." I'm like, "Oh, I, I can't do that."
2: Mm. They're
3: like, "What do you mean?" I go, "I have I have, a- I have a concert yeah. tours and I, I get got all a this- bag of tricks." Yeah, I- I've got all this stuff that I do, and they're like, "It's," and then and then I'll never forget. Bob's like he's all you know it's a lot of money that you're going to make and I'm all eh you know I, I, at this point I'm. You weren't,
0: I, you weren't really telling them what you were yeah they, they Bob
3: knew what I was doing but it was like that whole thing of like looking at what money is yeah and I'm like at this time I'm signing bands for three million dollars hey we're going to sign for three three, $3 million dollars at that band and then three, two million at that band like millions and millions of dollars is just, it's chaos and I'm looking at it and I look, so I just go I can't do it I gotta leave I, 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 I can't be part of the acquisition Right? I can own my little bit of ownership that I have, but I I can't do this. And I went to Bob and Bob's like, Hey, I understand where you're coming from, blah blah blah. And he goes, he goes, and he goes, it's a lot of money. I go. So I called Tom Wally at the time, and Tom Wally is at Interscope Records. And Tom goes like this. How much money is it? Goes, That's a lot of money. Not a lot of money, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> and he goes, Give me 24 hours. I'm <laughs> like, okay. And then he calls me back like in one hour he goes I'll give you that money to start your record label <laughs> and I'm like are you serious he goes I will give you that amount of money to start your own record label I will invest that into you as a person to start your own record label and I was like wow whoa okay so I called back. I called Bob right away and I'm like hey I got the money and then Bob's like I don't want to do the deal if you're not involved what yeah and I'm like okay and then so he called Nike and I was the person at Nike who didn't have to I was able to do stuff outside.
1: Oh, so you got, you got an exception. I had an exception. To wow. The
3: but that's like when I helped with Converse, we built a recording studio for Converse yeah. in New York. I put all the people, like me and Greg Teal. So at that point, and then the, even the better part about that is like I called Tom back the next day and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that they're going to let me do what I want to do this, that, and he goes, I'm still going to give them the money I want you to do a record label too. Dude. So that's when I started my record label, Jordan Tappas worked there, and still goes to this day. Jordan still owns it. And like so we started a record label. What was it called? Record collection. Still, so, you know, we put out Hot Hot Heat. We put out John Prashante. We've put out the Walkman. We put we did the soundtrack for um, Spider Man Three with Sam Raimi. Like, we did a lot of yeah. big big stuff. It's so
1: crazy to you know when you were talking earlier about having to learn from the the number cruncher guys, you yeah, know, the Nike guys, the Nike University, the Hurley University. It's it's so interesting because like you said you know you sit silent and you learn even though you know you're not you don't know the words some of the words that they're using but yeah. you know the
3: gist of it and you just kind of like pick it up if, if you're i learned if you're just smart and listen
2: yeah and
3: i learned this from roger white listen for the sound bite grab the sound bite so that happens and then we do the deal everything's good and then nike really starts getting involved and like it was the perfect thing for, like, because Rob Machado, I brought Rob back on. I worked with Rob when he was 12. At Quick. At Quick. Quick. At Quick. Yeah. You know, and then he went to Gotcha, and then it, everyone good. forgets it. The, the thing with Rob Machado that's so awesome, and it sucks, too, is, like, and that's where Edie worked at, a lot of people, a lot of my friends worked at Gotcha. Gotcha went out of business. So
0: the, So gnarly.
3: Nice. And when Gotcha went out of business, it gave that freedom for these surfers to not have that baggage of where they came from. Yeah. Like I think for Kelly it was like, you know, I know one at certain points in times that Bob had had a lot of conversations with Kelly, and but Kelly is just he's Quicksilver. Like that and Quicksilver's not gonna go out of business. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, maybe now they will, but you know, it's like at the end of the day, so Rob came to Hurley and then the lineage stopped because Gotcha went out of business. Yeah. So Rob had this rebirth, right? Yeah. And then Rob had sat down and we, and we made the drifter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the drifter was just such a such a fun project because, I I I think Rob Machado is the, the modern day Duke Kahanamoku. Yeah, he he just delivers. It's a great analogy. He's for he, sure. he's he's the gift of surfing. He is just yeah, he's so beautiful.
1: And we had Rob on, and he told us pretty like he was pretty. uh What do you call it? Explicit. Like, ex, explicit, but also like heartfelt, like bob hurley kind of helped you know oh, yeah. hurley saved his life totally yeah. during that point in time because of what he's he he's through. I, I
0: fell off the tour because i didn't get the wild card you know i was having you know family, family issues. issues and is just going through a tough time and bob's yeah. like you go do rob yeah we'll support you whatever yeah. and he went on the drifter and he did that you know your guys yeah that and, it was, and it
3: was super fun for me like and all yeah. that stuff and it's like And to me, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, how come it's always Bob? Because it's his name. I'm just the guy behind the scenes. I don't really care. It doesn't need to be about me. It's his name. And it sucks now that he doesn't even own his name. That sucks. But that's that's what when you play, you pay. So fast forward. Then we start getting into Nike executives coming in and all this stuff. And like, oh, we should do the U.S. Open of surfing. I'm
2: like, why? Yeah.
3: We should do this. Why? We need this surfer why then the malloys are like kind of like uh what are you guys doing and i'm like uh, i don't really i don't have a lot to say right now and yeah. right in the middle of contract, like and chris i talk to chris all the time and um you know they they go hey can we have dinner i'm like yeah i drove up and sat down with him at dinner and they get hey we want out come on uh-huh. you're free to go and they're like seriously and i'm like dude i know you're not happy yeah why Are talking I, the Molloy's? Yeah, I'm like, why am I going to make you guys stay here? You're not... How, this isn't what... Like, I get it. Yeah. And then they went on... And did I mean, Patagonia screwed them, but that's a whole different story. But, like, they put Patagonia on the map.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. 100%. If it yeah. wasn't for the Malloys They wouldn't be in all the search... They wouldn't be in...
3: Patagonia yeah. wouldn't exist in the way they treated the Molloy's. Nobody should ever buy Patagonia again. Ugh. And I'm saying that straight up.
0: Like, I, I don't have... it. We need to get them on the, story, they, like, on the, on the podcast to do that side of the they, story for just sure. like
3: it's wrong and i and that really that one pisses me off because those guys are salt of the earth yeah would be there for anybody for true, sure. awesome people so that being said you start to see the paradigm shift and you're kind of going okay we're gonna we're all of a sudden we're true performance we're we're becoming more sp- nike ethos Nike ethos, which Nike yeah. owns this, I get it. It's yeah. awesome, and and the Phantom board short was great. It was a project I, I named it. Was the Phantom board short, and it set, you it press, named the Phantom? Yeah, because it didn't exist. It was the Phantom <laughs> War so it didn't exist. And then the, the Mirage came after that, and all these other different names. Yeah. Was the Phantom, but we, saw, we saw, that,
1: that was a re- rejuvenation of board short.
3: yeah bars. It, yeah. was, it was, yeah. Which was it, great. I mean, it was for great, anybody. Yeah. I mean, the like super a, freak,
1: the you yeah, know, the hyper freak. The hyper then, freak, the, yeah. the
3: mirage. And it was like the Phantom yeah. because it was like in the, the first hang tag is an, if you remember, I have the old hang tag. It's an x-ray in the shorts over the, so you can just see the bones. The, yeah. And there's like an outline of the shorts and it said like the Phantom. Yeah. Like you're not wearing yeah. a short. So that so was, said. that was a thought process. And the thing that was unique about that is what people forget is we launched that short in Australia. We didn't yeah. launch it in America. Wow. Huh. And the reason we launched it in Australia is because I don't care what you say, I would never take advice from a Hawaiian on what wetsuit what, 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 what I should wear. Yeah. They don't wear wetsuits. Yeah. They're miserable in wetsuits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So why am I going to take advice on the best board short in the world from guys who live in California? We surf in board shorts two months a year yeah maybe 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 <laughs> so i was i there's a guy. Named, short this summer there's yeah a, there's a there's an account in australia called beach without sand it's a guy named chris friend and there's there's you know all these different surf shops and i'm like we got a lot of surf in australia we got to deal with australians and they got to yeah. get behind it are you looking for beers uh i'm looking we got yeah
0: for we, we got,
3: got saint archers
1: saint archer saint, no, beer saint archer in the uh uh, beer outside. I, IPA, Saint Archer. In the fridge. Are they, are no, just... we got blonde. We got it. Are they? Are they your sponsor, the one that cold? Yeah. IPA. Yeah, I think
0: the cold IPA. Dude, Josh and Henry killed it on that one. So, so before, yeah, let's.
1: We've never done like a in podcast commercial, but we're giving Chief some Ashland Hard Seltzer. And you are giving me some Saint some Archer. Saint Archer cold IPA.
3: Dude, Josh is doing something. He's doing Villager now. He's doing Villager Spirits. That's right. I try, but he doesn't know
1: how to do it. He doesn't have anything to do that. <laughs> but we told him that we, you know, hey, yeah. is it cool if we get sponsored by St. Archie? He goes, hell yes, more power to you. And we're giving you Caliente Southwest Grill card. To, you know where that Q-Z's. is, right? Yes, yeah, right. On 17th yeah, Street.
3: Yeah. And uh, well, well since, also, we're giving, since we're giving shout-outs right now, I'm going to give a shout-out to if you 17th Street best Hawaiian food on the planet. I Ipono. Chef I ate there yesterday, bro. Chef Gene. Gene,
2: right?
3: Chef. He just he just was up, he was at the worlds in um I was in Vegas when he was out doing well, the worlds. I am really psyched to crack, crack open one. this Saint Archer,
0: Archer Cold IPA. Yep, this is, this is my first time drinking this one. Um, Very tasty. Thank you for hooking us up. Saint Archer. Thank you, Adam Warren. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, Adam Warren. Adam Warren, yeah. baby. Adam Warren. And Don Lee.
2: Yeah. Um, Adam
3: Warren's a really and
1: good. Woman. That's not it. That's not that's not all the gifts that you're getting, bro. You're also getting sunblock that I'm never gonna wear. The famous, though, the famous Strider Raspberry, Raspberry Wazalewski is hooking you up with some shade sunscreen. Raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey. <laughs> Linden puts us on when it's overcast at six in the morning. That, that's how dedicated he is. Do you not wanna Do you wear sunblock? I wear sunblock all the fucking time. You don't? You never,
1: he doesn't rub
3: never, it in. Never? when I go to Mexico I might put it on like I spray my face a little bit
1: wow dude mm-hmm. well you're going to but I've already just, had cancer so put it matter? you're going to yeah. use shade
3: sunscreen yeah. Yeah. it's been yeah. around since the sun is it just <laughs> if, it, if it's, keep, it's keeping a writer from getting burned yeah do you guys I can say whatever I want I was yeah. going to say do you guys remember when, when um, Bruce Beach did Bruce Beach's um, sun sauce I kind of do. It was, it was. I don't remember. And it was. It didn't but, work. And it, was like it, barbe- awesome. it was like barbecue sauce, <laughs> and like everyone in got sunburned. Worse than bullfrog No, not no, Bruce. B. It was um, uh, Chris Burke. Chris.
1: Chris Burke. Yeah. Big B. No, was, yeah. Big B. Big B. Okay. Big B. Oh my god. He did that's Big funny. B sun
3: sauce. Oh, oh that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sun sauce. Yeah. Big B sun sauce, and I'll never forget. Like, oh, Big B, I got your back, and I put it on, and I got the <laughs> worst sunburn ever. I was like. Intensified. What, what in the world like It's never use the sunblock again oh
2: my Big god Big B's yes.
3: sun sauce we call it Big B's barbecue sauce do you ever eat bonsai bowls uh Joe Bard come on bro yeah, yeah baby yeah Joe Bard's so my boy we, we got
1: some uh, gifts, gift cards for you for bonsai I bowls I love too. Joe yeah.
3: Joe Bard's my homie I love that guy it's so Dur- during the um during the riots where me and all the jiu-jitsu guys were down mm-hmm. protecting his place in San Clemente that's right yeah. That's yeah. what uh, he told me. Yeah, yeah. He was, I call him up. And he's like, he's like, dude, we're in so I'm Like, we got you covered down here. So yeah, all good. Yeah. All, all the we, guys down. We, we hang brother. out with them a lot now. Joe Barnes, yeah. wonderful he's, he's, human.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, a, he's a he gives back and he's just all family and true to his word and he's just all about pause. Yeah, you know, so I'll talk about positivity. some of this,
3: some of the stuff I'm working on that that yeah. ties into like what chefs doing, what John Park's doing. But back to what I was saying. So. Henceforth, Nike starts doing a bunch of stuff, and it's I, I'm like kind of that last voice of reason. Yeah, and then I start getting not uninvited to meetings. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, why wh- Why would we do that? Yeah, mm. and they're like, Well, that's that's a t-. I'm like, No, that's
0: you're supposed to be yeah. a yes man, that, or you're out.
3: Yeah, and I was just, and but I I resigned. Everyone else stayed. Got the ride. I left on my own terms, yeah. and to this day, everyone was like, "Dude, you were the guy who left on his own Good terms." Good for you, dude. Yeah, yeah, I left on my own terms. And it's- so, can we talk about what I I was baffled
1: at how Nike bought Hurley, and then Nike started a surf brand, right? When they had you know Julian and Chloe. And- I'm going to answer
3: your question. We're the Trojan horse.
1: Yeah. We're that, the Trojan horse. That was the Trojan horse. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was yeah.
3: very inexpensive for them to buy us and for us to be the Trojan horse. Because realize, they bought us. Yeah. Then they launched SB. Yeah. yeah. They'd never had any traction. And then we had access to the skateboarders. They signed P-Rod, Eric Costin, and all my skaters, when Nike bought us, Steve all they all quit. Yeah. I can't believe you guys told the Nike. Six months later, when Costin, P-Rod, Lance Mountain, all these guys are on Nike, they all come back and go... Do we want to be back on the program, my mom? yeah
1: No, yeah.
3: you guys are gone. You yeah. quit. Yeah, like we it, I take Nike's genius company. You have to look at that time. I think they were doing forty billion through the cash register and doing zero in action sports. Yeah, don't, zero, don't, nothing. They, they, they buy try. Hurley. Yeah, Hurley grows immensely with them under their umbrella. They launch 6.0. Which, which, to me, I didn't really understand it, but whatever, I had to work for it, and I get it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter to me.
1: Okay. Can, can I interject here? Yeah. 6.0 was so successful that I was baffled because they had their core market with the SB. Yep. And then they had the mass market with the 6.0. And I was like, holy fuck, they've kind of, they like, ran the game, they, right? They came, it,
3: here's, I'll say this all day long. Do you know why Bill Mong was so dang successful in in all the Taylor Seals movies? Do you Benji? know why Benji? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Benji. Do You know why? Kelly Slater. Yeah, because Kelly Slater. So it was like, good. why don't you guys sponsor Kelly Slater? I'm like, all my guys hang out with him. They're with yeah. everywhere. He's yeah. in every, he's in everything I need him to be yeah. in. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. He's gonna sell out. He's yeah. gonna sell it because because you guys are a big supporter and investor and like you know sponsor.
3: So it was like so to me, it's like everywhere... Ke- yeah. you had. Benji Shane Ross All three of them boys Karani. Kalani Kalani yeah. Kalani went to Rusty by then
0: Uh, you... God, there, was there, there was, was there was a lot Saxon,
2: Saxon
0: Rizal Rizal Yeah, Saxon J. Lars No, this guy hooked me up Like, I mean, amateur days you know he's running yeah. the billabong team and this guy is so generous like i'm with quicksilver who knows where our team manager is freaking partying somewhere <laughs> paul's got a couple rooms for all the groms he's like dude you come, come to everybody like, we're going to go to dinner you want to I stay take here everybody. like i was sponsored by billabong you
3: didn't to
1: twice yeah
3: no one whole thing was yeah, we, free food. I'm there, there's there. the thing i go back to is like and everyone will say this yeah like, i would always th- this is really funny yeah keone watson yeah, so bags is kind of getting the runaround from Quicksilver back in the day. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you're back. You're Naro. You're, you're the guy. And I'm like, I'm gonna. I made him a fake contract. Yeah, to take and go. This is what Bill Bonds got for me, and they paid him way more. That's yeah. awesome. I would do that all the time. I'm like, dude, yeah. make him a fake contract. Go get more money. Yeah. I would do it all the time. I didn't care because no. I just wanted you guys to win. Yeah. So back to what you were saying, six So you had all that stuff happening, and Nike was really smart, you know, and they they took advantage of the aspect so right then the 30 or 40 billion I can't remember off the top of my head they're doing they none of it in action sports now they're starting to get traction in action sports hurley's doing a few hundred million Host doing sp's killing yeah it, you know so fast forward you know when I decided to leave it was like this is one of the best moments of the epiphany moment I had so a couple things that were really big thorns in my side and I, I was on a work short podcast with Kevin Lyman because I was involved in the warp Tour from the first year ever and Billabong was a sponsor and Hurley was a sponsor Warped Tour was, had everything to do with Hurley's success I don't care what anyone says every band everything and um, when Nike said I couldn't be part of the Warped Tour anymore because it was Vans and I'm, wow. like, I'm like Steve Van Doren doesn't care yeah, yeah. Steve's like he's he's all good. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you telling me I can't be part of? it Well, you know, it's just and I'm like this is this is good for the this, industry. This is good, this for, is the good for, yeah. the whole, for the whole culture. Like that shouldn't be an issue. So, yeah. I'm in Australia, and this and we took over the U.S. Open. So when I took when we took over the U.S. Open, we took it over. and We had a strategy of, and this by this time I'm running doing concert. it everywhere. yeah, doing concert tours and everything else. And I looked at it and I went, okay, I'm not going to have Supercross on the beach. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm not. I'm not going to have things that aren't part of the beach. Skateboarding is going to be on the beach. We're going to bring live music back. I run concert tours, so I can get all the best bands. We had Weezer, we had Imagine. It was gnarly. But I knew how to run a tour, so there wasn't going to be a riot. Yeah. Like I made everyone park south, not downtown. Like everyone had to go away from downtown.
0: Yeah, you guys were busting in everybody. Bust, from like, like yeah, for yeah, all the like, school parking lots. The, and
3: we did it, like because I knew how to run a concert tour, do all that. And the first year, there's this guy's name's Jeff Sakar, and he worked at my record label and he worked at Hurley. And he, I think he had so much to do with changing surfing. So that being said, we're we're there, and I learned this when we were doing the Hurley Pro. I was like, okay. This goes back to changing prize money. We're standing on the, this is when Rabbit's running the tour and Bob's like, that's all the money? Let's double the money. Let's make it 120 <laughs> grand first place. Remember that?
2: Yeah. And it's it a like finals day. Final yeah. day. Like, we're like, we're, we're, <laughs> like,
3: we're going to change it to this. They're like, holy shit. And, it's like, 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 and Bob, we're is like, like lowers, lowers or 100? Lowers. Yeah. Winner yeah. like, yeah. takes all.
2: Yeah.
3: And it was Kelly and Taj. Oh my
2: god.
3: Right? Goodness. And I'll never forget this. I love Sonny. I wish he was here and, and God, I pray for him every day. Oh. But like, so, Taj has Kelly combo right <laughs> and everyone's like, oh it's on a second Sunny's off. Yeah, that's Kelly Slater <laughs> you think he's going to lose a six foot wave's is going to come out of the blue and he's like he's Kelly waxed him but we changed prize money at that point yeah. and then we changed it forever it was, yeah. and, it, and it's now it's high price but it hasn't changed again yeah. and that's been almost 20 years yeah. so every 20 like every 20 years Bob and I would change prize like increase it double it yeah. With that being said, when I got to the U.S. Open, I was like, I hated the U.S. Open for the sheer fact of like drunken, obnoxious, stupidness, and they could all be in the competitors area. Yeah. And then the first year we did it, I'm like, there's like people with their girlfriends are drinking and Mick Fanning's trying to stretch. Yeah. And people are, and I'm like, hey, everyone's out of here. Yeah. The Yaki like area. And when I created the locker or... rooms. Yeah. Jerseys. Remember, we were the first person yeah. to put numbers on jerseys. Yeah. First people to create locker Did you rooms. really do that? Yeah. You. Yeah, you came Jeb. up with the locker yeah, 100%. room. 100%. Bro. Yeah, the locker rooms. That started with Jeb and I.
1: That's Jeb called
3: I mean. me the other day. He goes, I just remember you sitting there. And know what I said? I go, if this was a concert venue, every band would leave. Yeah. They would not play here. Concert bands want a backstage area where they can be private. People, and be and private and the prepared. Yeah. They want a green room. And we don't have that in surfing. And we changed it. And like, now it's like, that that was like that, was, that changed it. Yeah, and we did Hurley Pro, U.S. Open. It yeah. was like it changed. I, yeah, the surfer should be able to like get like even we remember we the upstairs. Yeah, athletes were here. Your family had to be over there. Yeah, if you want to go hang out with your family, walk over there. Your family's not coming in to hang out with you in the outfit Yeah, there. yeah. So it was like that whole change of era of what was happening, and that came from me being in the music industry. But then it also created the precedence of of like. Really getting jockey, yeah. really getting like kind of legit legitimizing. Yeah, but it, it became it became more of like a, a, a but a that sport. sport. But that a was sport. yeah. But it, it needed to
0: happen. It needed to happen. It was so needed. And you guys, you know, you know, again, just yeah. you elevated the the
1: sport and you elevated the athletes. Yeah, for you know?
0: sure, it made them feel more important. you gave them more opportunity to shine. Yeah, and my whole thing
3: is like what you said. I, when you were a kid, it's like. Dude, you need a place that you can stay with me I'm going to dinner you could eat yeah like I, I just want I didn't have I like that's where it goes back to because I, wa- half- I wasn't the pro surfer yeah Yeah. Because I, was, I just wanted to be part of it so yeah. I want everyone to be part of what I was doing
0: yeah. well ha- half my best friends were on Billabong the other half were on Quicksilver or some other team and, and but we all hung out together it didn't like oh it wasn't segmented like oh you're with the Billabong crews and yeah. you know like it was we're all hanging out
3: yeah. yeah and that and that was the essence of Benji's house yeah Right, that was Benji's house. Like I just remember being at Benji's house. And everyone was there. Like that picture of everyone on the trampoline. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that. That there was something to be said for that. And that, I think, for now, if you if you look forward and and then so I go to do the Australian Open, and um, I'm in Australia, and I'm there. I just signed the contract and festivals of lights. I'm in I'm in Sydney. Like huge thing going on, and I get a call and Nike goes, um, we're not going to. We need to back out of the,
0: Back out,
3: of, back out of the Australian Open, and I'm like, "Oh, I just locked in. I can't do that. Oh yeah, you can. We're not. We're not going to support you in doing it. And everyone. What thinks was the, night- the reason? Did, did they? Tell they just. You? Did, they just. They just didn't see like Australia as a. They, they. just. They just didn't have the vision. They thought they had the vision, but then there was things going on. I, I didn't really know the reason why. And, and it was
1: going to be a Hurley Pro in Australia. It was no. Was it going to be the I'm Australian, the Australian Open. Open? No. The, the, early.
3: Early night. Like, is exactly what we did in Huntington so Beach. the US Open Australia. it was going to be Australian yeah. Open and I, I had already got because at that point Brisbane had every event it, like everyone forgets that the hot butter all those things happened in Sydney right all the big events happened there yeah, so these, old studies yeah, man leaves, yeah. You, know, you had manly you had Bondi you had all those those were like that was Mecca that was like that's the Huntington Beach For sure. of Australia right yeah. you you, the Gold Coast is more of like the trusses. it's it's got the metropolitan but it's got the waves that yeah that it doesn't have history. it doesn't have Sydney it doesn't yeah. have right.
0: you come out of Sydney and it's like man you're going to like go to Manly. Manly first and foremost. you know it's the closest straight shoot and then yeah. you, know, you could branch out which yeah. would yeah. be you know Newport Laguna yeah. like yeah. and then
3: you go down to the northern beach you go to the northern yeah. beaches like Avalon and like that, so beautiful it's so beautiful right yeah. but so you can't host an event at those places no so but you could host it at Manly so Sydney bid on the event. We you know, Brisbane wanted it, and sit, and I went with Sydney. We ra- I raised a bunch of money from the city to, to have the event there. And then I get I'm at I'm, I'm seriously I'm at the the fest like Google the Festival of Lights in Australia. It's on the bridge. and It's like the craziest light show ever. The like the Opera House. It's it's insane. I'm with like I'm like with all the big mucky mucks, and my phone <laughs> there, and they're like, tell me we're not going to do this. What am I? Like, I'm like. I have to, like, even if, even if I have to pay for, I have to do this. Like, yeah. I've got thirty years of relationships and surfing. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't call Andrew Stark right now and tell him no. Yeah. I can't talk. I can't call. It's these too men. late for that. It's too late. And they're like, no, you're gonna do it. And I went, I'm not. I put my phone down. I'm like, I call Bob and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go meet Gordon.
0: Yeah.
3: He's like, I go. We can't back out of it. So I'm gonna go make a deal with Bill Bond wow and I was like he's like uh, Bob's like I, I got your back but pfft, I, I don't know how that's going to play over at Nike like, yeah. like I don't know how good that's going to go
2: Yeah,
3: and I I went and I talked to Gordon and I just said hey Quicksilver's on their heels they have no idea what they're doing they have zero direction you guys are coming back swinging super hard yeah. we're killing it why don't we unite together and do the Billabong Hurley Australian up of surfing and they're like was like, okay. Wow. And I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, let's do it, dude. It was it was amazing. And then That's I was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was normal. Like, because remember when that got announced? Everyone thought Billabong bought Hurley. Yeah. Everyone was like, what? Billabong and Hurley are doing an event together? Like, it blew people's minds, and nobody knew. And the, the day, what did, what did Nike say after that? Well, one of the that the executive the RCO at the time told me I should be fired. Spot. Yeah. He goes, you should be fired. I'm like, well, okay, well, if you're gonna fire me, fire me. Yeah, but I, it's it's already done. This deal's I made the deal. I signed the contract. I had the power to sign it. It's done. We're, this is what we're doing. Yeah, fire me after it's done. Whatever. Yeah, I just so, got
0: you off the hook, and you're still gonna get all this play. Like, what? You yeah, you're so. But yeah. yeah, it was
3: it was really go, go crunch some numbers over dude, there. It was it was bad, and it was like so. So we make the deal. Then at this time, I'm in Aust- I'm in Australia working with the Billabong guys all the time, like. And Nick Talbert came in and actually worked at Hurley. Like, a lot of the guys came and worked at Hurley down the line. But it was so fun. I was staying in the Blue Sea Apartments. You know where that's at? Right at Kira. The Blue Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right there. Right there at Kira. Like, and it was firing. And it was like, those, like, the Billabong guys would be like, it's firing Kira. Go surf. We'll work till 10 o'clock at night. Just, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, priorities, dude. That, that's that was, yeah. that was what. It, and we, at that point, we were told not to hang our wetsuits inside like we don't want you don't put your surfboards around, don't hang your tickets up. This is like this is like museum esque, blah blah blah, whatever. I'm like, Wow. This gosh, is gosh
1: So it was I hate that. So this. it just
3: it got super weird. Yeah.
1: And then um so It's like you bought us for a reason. You yeah, bought but, us but, for but a Yeah, but with the
3: Trojan horse, they bought us to build their brand, which makes sense. Yeah. So But So here's the here's the epiphany mode. You know what I, I can't, I'm change. Change, yeah. you can't
0: change...
1: You can't change the culture of the
3: salt. But that's why they don't own it anymore. Yeah. And it's on it's like a new Body Glove.
1: Yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that's me. That was shocking.
2: No.
3: <laughs> and, and I, good for them. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I have no disrespect for Body Glove. I I've, when Jeeves was at Body Glove, I wore tons of Body Glove wetsuits. I support yeah. Scott Daly and all. Love,
1: love Jeeves. Yeah, yeah,
3: so it's like, but so here here's where here's the epiphany moment. So we're we have to do this big launch, and we're we're. Uh, I can't remember the name of the hotel right at Manly Beach and um, it's Laura Ever, Mick Fanning Barton Lynch Mark Ocalupo. it was like every gnarly Aussie Ameri- like we had a whole table we had press everything we just dropped the screen and go Bill of are doing the so Australian Open together. and people were like holy shit like it just went over the, it went over the, the airwaves globally like yeah and then I'll just I'll never I, I get chills thinking about it right here yeah it was like Mark Acolupo stood there and welled up with tears. He goes, it's so gnarly to see. It was like a divorce. Like, Bob Hurley was like my family. Lee, Paul, they were my family. And there was a divorce. And they parted ways. Yep. And I didn't have that relationship with those guys anymore. And it was really weird. It was awkward. It was terrible. And blah, blah, blah. And he goes. Bands then, back together. And he goes, we're family again. Wow. He goes, we're a family again. And I was yeah. like, and, and I was like, it was like, it was so emotional. It was like, it was. That's it was, rad. It was awesome, and that's what our industry,
0: you know, It's what we we've lost. That's right, yeah. we lost, and and it's like, you know, you need. We, there can't be one or two brands like waving the flag. Everybody, it's got to be a collective. It's,
1: yeah, it has got to be a collective. bobic Knight back in the day said, you know, it's a pond, and everyone has to like. God, what was that saying? Now God. I'm butchering things. Yeah, usually you, you did it last you time. Oh my two sips of beer. <laughs> yeah, God. dude. These
0: are hey, Archer. You didn't hear the show? It's light late night with lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but
3: what was I saying? Something some, about
0: some, a pond. Yeah,
3: some some about some like minnows in a yeah. pond that <laughs> yeah. swim fast. Something the about air. something <laughs> about.
1: God, no, I can't fucking remember. Yeah.
3: So so here so I go to, I go up I go back up to the Gold Coast we're working on the event the whole thing, and at this time like, I'm I'm so disenfranchised because I I've, I've like looked at like,
1: you pulled off a fucking miracle
3: yeah but it was just it was it was this thing that like and I was hanging with the Billabong guys and they were so rad and, and like, Flinno and Shannon North and this like they're just I'm like man these guys are still doing it there's yeah still, like, it made me. Like I loved the music aspect. I loved all the change, but it it, it really just grounded me back. I'm like, hey, I'm a surfer. Yeah. You know, surfing gave me if I didn't if I didn't Amen, ride a skateboard, yeah. if I didn't get, have my friend's dad take me surfing, if I wouldn't have pulled screens at Lance. We preach it every you day. You know, and and the, all that whole thing. So, surfing gave me everything, and I'm working for a company that really. This was the epiphany moment. So I come back. I'm at the Blue Sea apartment. That's why I brought it up. And I'm in at this point. I'm like. I have like seventy people reporting to me. And it's like I go up to Nike and I have my phone. I'm like, dude, look at Kira. Oh my God. Oh and then the guys are just all The Nike yeah. guys? Yeah, just everybody. They, like just even the guys who were, were with me. Like we're just like they're get we're getting paid tons of money. We don't care. We're, and I'm like, oh Yeah. I'm all I'm that guy. I want to go. go I swear. I like I swore I'd never be this guy and I called my lawyer up. I'm like, these are job offers I've gotten recently. And, What's the worst one with the most upside? Yeah. And, and I was like, "And I was like, wait, did you say what's the worst one? The worst one with the most upside? <laughs> Podium, worst one, no upside." <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was like my old alma mater. <laughs> yeah. So so um, Brian Dunlap, loved him to death. Yeah. Genius. Love that guy. Yeah. And I made him the president of the company when I was there. <laughs> Within two months, he was he was running the company. And um, so I come. I come back, I have that meeting, I call my lawyer, I'm like, so I fly back from Nike on a Thursday, and I walk into Roger Wyatt's, who's the CEO of the company, he's like, he, by this time, he's freaking out, he's like, this is the biggest news ever, blah, 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 I can't believe, it. I I was wrong, I, this, this, this is huge, it's so great for the brands, and I'm like. Okay, who was telling you
1: not to do it? Him. Him, Roger was. Yeah, well,
3: like, he was being told by Nike, so. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but I you pulled, I, off a pulled off a miracle. Pulled off a miracle and you know and it's, the
0: feedback was great and they're now every <laughs> flip in their script and changing their tone everybody was like, like this is great
3: yeah. it's amazing Quicksilver was like completely we've just and you're like here's my yeah. red an I just <laughs> like this I go I'm not here to talk about it I'm here to resign yeah, yeah. I need this one totally because you prepared. didn't have my back it, no I just said he wasn't it had nothing to do with having my back it just oh. was like I just was like this isn't who I am yeah and I just go he goes if you talk to Bob I go why would I talk to Bob I don't yeah. work for Bob I work for you yeah so Bob doesn't know resigning. resigned well nope I don't, I don't have to talk to Bob. I work for you and I don't want to work here anymore and I'm done. I'm out of here today.
0: Yeah, me and yeah. Bob will still be...
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm out of here yeah. today. You want to step
1: outside? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's plenty <laughs> of like you guys. I asked to
3: step outside and got, Bob had called me and said, please don't beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> I've choked people.
0: You know. Yeah. Your resignation should have had a photo of Kira and says, like, yeah. this is me. God surfing. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, then, but then it was like, so then ow. 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 Yeah. No, it was a full mic drop I just turned around and walked away and I was like dude you quit you resigned you you Bob like did this like you're out I'm like done this, yeah. is, this isn't who I am anymore yeah I'm, 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 and I I'm, and we
0: and, and all of our listeners and especially we appreciate like this because like, and you well just Somebody that you get to that point and it and it's like Yeah. It's your livelihood, you got money and it's Dude, it's making, all your boys. I was
3: making a ton it's, of money.
0: Yeah. You know, you got But all, it's not about money. it's not no. about no. money. No, it's it's, it's about, about it's about your 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 life and, and what you're what makes you happy and yeah. you know. Yeah. Like doing the right things and Keep you're doing all the right things and you're not getting Yeah, you're not getting patted on the back for
3: It wasn't even about you know, a pat on the back. It was it was But that's wait, your job wait, wait a minute. At a certain point I wasn't doing all the right things. I was doing all the wrong things that I thought were right. And when I went and made that deal with Billabong and hung out with the guys who actually still lived surfing,
0: yeah,
3: I went, wow, I've been doing I'm the I call it the happy Happy Gilmore moment. I should kick my own ass. Yeah. And I just went, I'm out. I don't want to do this. I have no disrespect for what you guys are doing. I just, it's not what, it's not. You're me. going against the grain. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't punk rock. Yeah. This isn't a twin fin. This isn't Taylor Steele. This isn't, this isn't warp or warp or... tour this is this is just like I've learned so much I'm super blessed I'm so thankful what a blessing yeah not who I am and then I went to but she yeah, out
1: fucking them. dorks and I'm out yeah. <laughs> yeah no I didn't say that but because uh, I, I, I that's I, what you thought though
3: no I I, I but, appreciate it for what they what they like do. I don't play golf yeah like I'm no. not a golfer
1: yeah neither I'm... am I
3: <laughs> no you, you know golf
1: no, no, I'm not. A golfer not
3: so, I don't golf. I just don't. I just, yeah. there's just certain things I don't do, and and then I went to podium, and that was like 11 months and a total disaster. And it was, and I just went, wow, this whole industry is spiraling down the toilet. And yeah. I just went, it was at that point certain. Still, it, point. still is. Yeah, it's yeah. even worse now. It's just it's just like now the people who have the plungers don't know what hole to plunge. yeah, yeah. you know. So it's like I stepped out and left and started doing other things and. Now I consult and live my life and surf every day. And I to make way less money than I've ever made in my whole life. And I'm but totally stoked. When, yeah.
0: when you left with the years you made money and hopefully... Invested. Invested. Oh, yeah, but you, I... Didn't I, you I,
3: have a construction company, too, at yeah, one point? Yeah, had a construction company with... um. Yeah. Le Abadante. Yeah. It was weekend work. Weekend work in wood repairs. Yeah. We did that. We Funny. This yeah, is, you, know, right, you, know, you know Lou, right? Yes, of so course. Lou, this is a fact. I don't know if it's a fact anymore, but a long time ago, in California, if a termite company comes out and inspects your house, they can't fix it. They can't fix it? They can't fix it because they would just tell you everything's wrong and then they would just fix it. Yeah. So they have to give you an inspection and you have to have somebody come out and fix it. Yeah. So Lou and I started weekend warrior wood repairs. Yeah. And we just come out and fix everyone's facial board or their decks or whatever. And that's what yeah. we did. Yeah. We killed it. Yeah. Construction company, and then Lou took it and did whatever he did with it. When did you do that? God, <laughs> was a long, long, like, long time like, ago. I always did everything. Everything, like, everything, like ago. everything I always did everything on the side. I never, I always had to have a plan B because th- that's the thing for me when I looked at other people was like, when I left the surf industry, I was still managing bands. Yeah. I still had concert tours. I still had a record label. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had all these really cool things that were still happening yeah like I didn't it wasn't like I was out of a job it was like yeah. oh okay now I'm gonna go focus, focus on records or I'm gonna go focus on working on a movie or doing something here or doing something there it was like it, it and it kind of really took away from a lot of the stuff that that really like, one of my biggest I'm a fanboy for because I think Pat Tenori really like I talked to Pat all the time I was yeah. with him the other day I just love how he he stayed the course with the art thing and now he, he everything that he loves to do he's integrated into his brand yeah. and it just sucks that that, that he's well, locked he, into the board rider, and and it's like you have all these you have all these people like I remember having conversations with people and they go well this sat in there I go okay where do you paddle out at pipe? Yeah. which way do you go when a west peak comes in at sunset yeah. I'm on, you don't know the answer yeah. what do you do when a Hawaiian says what to you
2: <laughs> yeah, like, like I mean, what? I, I, what? I
0: think I think what you're, you're you're saying is is Pat stays or or treats the brand, you know, and, as, a, a, like what it. he's into. Yeah. And it's yeah. authenticity, and we bring that up a lot on, yeah. on the show. And it's like he's managed to keep it the
1: way and and his role in yeah in Ruka. Yeah, like yeah. One, one of the funnest yeah. things.
3: Like so, for I'm, sure, I'm wearing this shirt. It's called Bachans. And so what ba- is that? Bachan's is Japanese barbecue sauce. It's the best sauce in the world. I'll bring you guys the gifts of it. Is it sweet, spicy? Did you yeah, say we, we have no. My friend Justin. So I like spice. It's, um, yeah, it's, spi- it's sweet and spicy They have spicy. Yeah. We have OG. We have. um We just like using sponsor- the podcast. I don't know. We just started <laughs> sponsoring our first surfer, Kei Kobayashi, who I love. Nice. Kei Kobayashi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love him too. Kei Kobayashi. He's yeah. uh, that kid is the. Masaki Sad. He's the hardest hustler on the planet. Oh, he is. But like, I like if I look at surf, like if I look at surfing today, my favorite surfers are number one, hands down, my favorite surfer in the world is Nathan Florence.
0: Nathan Florence.
3: I love Nathan to death. Yeah. You know why Nathan's so rad? Because Nathan. He looks like there. he have freaking a personality. He is right yeah. tag team with Nathan. Favorite surf, Billy Kemper. Yeah. Billy Kemper. Do you know why? Because those guys have so much personality in and out of the water. Yeah, they're good. They, they're they, they're just living their... Billy as a dad. And then right there's Shane like Shane Dorian, Billy Kemper, Nathan Florence, Yaden. Like I think these guys who have been able like you go through the airport in San Diego, and it's all Yaden and his family. Yeah. Right? They they've they've transcended and, and are still doing something amazing. It's their family. And I think that's important. And I I think that's where you have to look at and where's the hustle at. So for me with like like a company like Botchon's is like I was a, I was an owner and a company a founder of a company called My Power Dot. Have you ever seen those? The my muscle what? St- my muscle stim on an app. It's insane. What is it? it? My Power Dot. My Power Dot. It's okay. a muscle stim. So you like you, know, you get like um like Mark Pros and all that stuff, and you have that big giant thing, and it's you have to carry muscle stim. Yeah, with the muscle sticky stim. pads and yeah. So we have sticky pads, and the pod's that big, and you put it on as an app on your phone. Ah. So it was like, and there's all the muscle and You walk around with something. This we, used to, we used
0: to go through mm-hmm. Japan or, or Singapore and buy all the, like, you know. Muscle stims. St- muscle stims.
3: So my friend Eric brought me in on that one. And I brought Dr. G and Brandon Lillard. That's funny. Brandon just called me. And, yeah, Brandon. we I to get home on the podcast. Yeah. To me, Brandon Lillard. Nar. He's probably one of the best marketing guys on the planet. Yeah. He's not politically correct. No. And that's why I love him because... I hate the cancel culture. I yeah. I I, I am yeah. so baffled the cancel culture lives in our in surfing.
2: Because
3: yeah. Yeah. we always you go left, I'll go right, just let's just surf. Um, and now it's like it's yeah, no, it's well we that's
1: no. so we poignant. Yeah. Poignant? Poignant? Poignant. 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 Yeah. Silent G. You go left, I go right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Or vice versa. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't you matter. go left, yeah. I go right but I'm going to say that from now on but it's I, like, yeah it's, split the fucking peak boy. yeah yes. but everyone's
3: like no you like it's it's, it's right now with like I, 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 it's it's not to get on the political things. no achieve yeah. a go-go but, yeah. but like, here's the really thing it's like <laughs> it's to me it's like guess what guys I'm mandating that every one of you guys write a single thing yeah it's like what
1: just for today, though. <laughs> you, I I, you,
3: Forever. Well, okay. Hey, wait, 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 no, okay. <laughs> I single thing works really good, but it's only going to work for six months. And then you need to get a soft top single thing. Because that's going to be... And it just gets worse down the line. So next you know, you're on a bodyboard. Yeah. But it's really good for you. That's yeah. a totally different thing. Well, I know. But hey, hey but my
0: bodyboard won't work as good if you don't ride your bodyboard either. So. Yeah. But the um, <laughs> but no I, I I mean I know we know where you're coming from and I think it, it's just in the culture, like period is the yeah. the wussification and, of of like the youth and and the every, wussification yeah. yeah you know and they're soft. you know what like they're soft and like Isn't Brandon we, we brought it up because Brandon is like he's a man's man he's a man and, and people try to he, get he has up, conviction and he's like hey he's now, done I'm gonna so, get backlash but you know what I mean he's gonna, done so much
3: it. for people that like yeah to turn like there's people who and he's for them to go to Tabaru four times, like, and I just look at him and go, You don't like what? Because he has an opinion, yeah. yeah. It's, I guess what? If you're gay and you're my friend, you're still my friend, yeah. I don't care, no, yeah. no, I don't care what you do, yeah. You're, you're still my I'm unless not you, one unless judge, you're, unless you're harming me, unless you're, you're harming somebody, that's it,
1: yeah, that's the problem,
3: that's the problem. But if you're not harming anybody, yeah, dude, go live your
1: life. But now it's like, no. I don't know if this is in the Bible or somewhere in the in the world that saying "this too shall pass." It's Bible. Okay, that's what's (laughs) going to happen. Yeah, this "This too shall pass. You you never know. Well, let's let's go, Brandon.
3: Yeah, Yeah. let's go, Brandon. So, Brandon Lillard is Brandon Lillard. He's one of my dear. Like, yeah, I I talked to Brandon. Like, look at we we miss call Brandon Lillard. No. Wow. Like, right. you,
0: you can't see that font. It's like 19... Oh, and I have glasses just in case you guys are going to make me read something.
2: <laughs>
3: you need to get an iPad to see a whole text message. <laughs> hey, this is a really good thing, too, we're doing. Um, this Enoch... Oh, Caddus. Caddus, yeah. Enoch- yeah. Enoch's, I was going to do it, and then Enoch and I were together at coach He's like, we're doing it. Right. So I think Enoch's genius. So, Okay. So, let's get to your... What are you doing now? Yeah. So, my, right now... So what aren't you doing my now? What are you doing now? So, right now... So, Bachan's is... is by this kid, Justin... He's, sauce. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's Japanese barbecue sauce. Bachan's is slang for grandmother in Japanese. Okay. Justin was very successful in the um, in other market spaces. When, yeah. But um, my whole thing is like he decided that that would... Ethically, with his kids, he did want to do that. So, his family created this barbecue sauce... And he would give it away, his dad's a gardener. And everybody's
0: like, what the He would give
3: it away, and it was a gift from their family to all their, and all of a sudden they're like, dude, why don't you guys bottle this? Why don't you bottle this? And Justin took all of his money and um, bottled it. And he went to every co-packer, they go, like, are you cold? Yeah. Do you need a? Do you need a? Here, here's a, here's a blanket. <laughs> <I'm good.
0: laughs> no, here, take hey, a blanket. You're making hey, me nervous. Hey, he's an islander. It like, yeah. gets
3: cold under saddle. He's boy. like, he thinks it's snowing now. Dude, that's just the worst thing ever. Island boy. So, <laughs> <it's> the worst. <laughs> I, I wrote, a, I wrote, I Island, Island boy. <laughs> This is
0: what COVID would be if it was human, no, that, right? Yeah. There was a meme of like. Oh. So everybody would. I'm come. A, I'm a boy. Hey. Everybody would come, come to my house before the the surfer poles. Yeah. And and I mean the house is packed and whoever made it back and passed out was getting you know getting drunk. was getting inked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean Sharpies. Sharpied. That and there, the worst. there and there was a meme. Nineteen ninety eight. Like this is a meme of when you got a lot one and, 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 <laughs> and now this is cool. <laughs> and now this is cool. And it's just like all the
2: tattoo
3: so <laughs> terrible. I'm a b i am boy. So so bad ah, So with so watch on so I met this suit, Eric ladder he introduced me he, he called my friend he called justin he goes hey if you the stuff you want to do you should probably connect with paul gomez he knows all these people and all this stuff and yeah so i started talking to justin on the phone he's like i really want to do something like well i'm going to drive and meet you he's like what do you mean he lives in sebastopol and um that's I go, far right yeah, that's far and i go he's he you're gonna drive up here i'm like yeah, i'm gonna drive up and meet with you i go why because i talking over the phone you might not like me and i might not like you yeah let's just hang out we're old school like let's hang out for no zoom we're face to face so we hung out I love the kid he's amazing super talented so he's this this sauce is just like hands down everyone you give it to like they just trip out like the Hawaiians love it like it's it's so good so we've been I've been doing a lot of stuff with him so that's one of our one of my big projects another project is um, I work with um, a, a foundation that we started years ago and I help not as much because of COVID the last couple of years. It's called the Kiala Foundation. Kiala. Yeah. And so it's the whole ultimate Hawaiian trail run. So we do it in Kauai. We raise a bunch of money and help disenfranchise kids and safe havens and safe houses for kids in Kauai. Nice. Cool. So that's, that happens every year. We've had like 52 countries and thousands of people come run it. Wow. It's really, really cool. That's one. Then I help with Enoch with Caddis on certain things, collaborations, that type of stuff. What else am I doing? I'm working in the gaming world. So I worked with, uh, was working at a company called Ultimate Gamer. Now I'm working with a gaming team called Furia, out of Brazil. So one of the one of the most interesting things in gaming is
2: so gaming means uh, gaming g- like games. gaming teams. Yeah.
3: So I don't know if you guys, if you're you probably not familiar with it, and I wasn't until a couple of years ago. we well, not even a couple of years, like eighteen months ago. So gaming teams are probably the biggest thing in the world right now. So the biggest gaming team out there is a a, a team called Phase Clan, and they just got a valuation of a billion dollars
0: we so out of it, it because of they post themselves on. Do you want? Do you Do no, so
3: no, you watch ESPN now, and there's get people actually playing basketball gaming. It's gaming live. ESPN gamers actually playing basketball. God. It's that big. It's insane the amount of money that goes through this stuff. So fear. So there's them. There's hundred thieves. There's these gaming teams. So when I was working with Ultimate Gamer, I worked with the guys at Western Digital. I worked with the guys at Sony, and all these different things. There's Latin America is not represented. People of color aren't represented very well in gaming. So Furia is a team out of Brazil, and we're going to launch in America. And we just got a valuation of like 85 million. What? Yeah. Just it's because? Just because cause yeah. You have. We have the best team, in on in, in our interaction and people that follow the teams, and and when we do launches and drops. They sell, they sell so much money. Like, you, you'd be cr- Like, are you familiar with the Milk Boys? We're so, so, Nope. Out of that nope boys is they're, they're, um I know the Island Boys. <laughs> so, No Boys is I really have, went through that. So, yeah. they have the, they have the podcast full send. Okay. So they have they do. So Dana White's gotten really behind them. I don't know if you guys know, but Dana White's behind um, Ultimate Surfer as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dana yeah. White's behind that as well. Yeah. So there's all this stuff that's happening with these young kids that are doing stuff in gaming, doing stuff. so. So Note Boys is kind of like a a, a a red state jackass. When I mean red state, they're like the kind of people who go to parties and don't wear masks and yeah. do whatever they want. And there's like, there's a lot of people who believe that, and they're they're killing it. Like Dana White's behind him. There's there's all this stuff working on that. So there's that. And then I work with Kai Garcia on another company called General Standards, making um, American-made t-shirts in America. Wow. So Kai Borg? Yeah, Kai Borg. Kai Borg's awesome. He's 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 probably he's he is one of my best friends, if not my best.
0: Well, he, he gives a lot back to he gives so money and, like, and, 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 and keeping, you know, kids. Yeah. So he has a you silk know. screening
3: company? No, no. He does, He works with a guy named Jared Dugan, and they do a, a company. It's called The General Standard, and they make American-made T-shirts. Okay. So I'm working with, like, a bunch of different so companies. like, blanks for people? Blanks for people made in America. Sick. So a lot of times, like, when you go... I was working on this with surf shops. It's more expensive to buy blanks. So I just was in Arizona working with all the cotton farmers. I'll show you it offline. Just how, how much... China destroys our economy yeah oh it's, it's they're insane they're us
0: yeah. right now like with all the backup yeah. it's not us it's yeah uh,
3: and I, I own a logistics company I and I still own here, my supplement yeah. company oh. so I have all these other companies that do stuff I have a really amazing 3PL so if anybody needs stuff shipped what's that mm-hmm. called? 3PL third party logistics no it's it's called, it's called Mo Ship Mo Ship Company <laughs> Momentum Mo-ship. what does that mean? Mo Ship Company yeah. Mo Ship yeah it's Mo Ship it's yeah. in Utah we have a 100,000 square foot building in Utah sick so we do that. And I just i just look have fun. Look at the entrepreneur that the Aubrey the, kid yeah, but it's just, has look, become. Well, I just look at it from a lens <laughs> of like, I've been really lucky. That's why I go back to I. I tell people this all the time. Do you know what I'm good at? I'm good at seeing the hole in the market space and filling it. Yeah. Like this, there was no cool reading glasses for, for people over 40. Welcome to the new age. And Enoch and Tim Parr, like Caddis has been... huge yeah i don't really have to do anything enoch runs it and kills it and he's amazing enix's been such an amazing talent for years from electric and billabong and the movies he makes and yeah there's i just think it's like the people who and enoch just dabbles in the surf industry yeah for me to dabble in the surf industry i just don't think people would want to really listen to what i have to say because they're still kind of being cut from a cloth that i don't necessarily feel works anymore it's it's got to be it's got to be shaken up again. It's got to be reinvented, and I look at like I look at guys like that's why I love Scotty Stopnick. There's a guy named Ian Gatron who lives down at my beach. They call him Gato-san. Say it again. Gato-san. He's this little white. Oh yeah yeah. Ian Gatron writes for Kaiten. Yeah. Kid's an amazing surfer. Scarves like another longboard kid. The thing that's unique about our area that's different than Huntington is and Edie brought this up in the podcast. Like I've lived in Dana Point now for over thirty years grew up surfing Newport. So so I moved my wife and I moved to Dana Point when we got married and I was twenty three, so I'm fifty six now, a long time.
1: So so you moved to, to Dana Point Point? From La Habra. To, to Dana Point.
3: Oh wow. Right to San Margarita, then they go to Dana Point. But we've been in Dana Point. Got there. Good so yeah. So my whole thing is like the uniqueness of Dana Point is or the uniqueness of San Diego. We're our guys Probably won't beat you in a contest, but they'll wax you on a longboard. Yeah. Every one of them is the gnarliest longboarders on the planet. Yeah. Because yeah. you surf creek all day, it blows out, and you just go down to
2: you go 10 miles
3: down,
0: and you're. No, freaking... 10 miles,
3: three miles. It's right there. Doheny. Well,
0: not Dano, I just meant like even to, Sano. Sano, but like. Yeah. Doheny. Doheny's offshore. Do, Doheny's, Doheny's right right like 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 yeah. Leo
3: Correa. Yeah, like if they're swell and it's offshore it, and it's blown west, yeah. it's straight off. It's beautiful. Yeah, every kids learn like all my like I was laughing because every one of my kids not how to surf at he Yeah, every kids learn like Daisy used to run her surf camp there. Every Dude. kid learned how to surf it, didn't he? It's a
2: that's So sport. Daisy,
3: Daisy Shane, Daisy Goodwin, yeah, mine's wife. Yeah. So to bring because we've been talking for a while. Yeah. So my whole thing is like to bring it full circle is, I hope that the surf industry, board riders, if you're listening bring the people back. We don't want to work there, but bring us back to consult to help you get things back on track. The industry quote unquote was what killed surfing. It doesn't need to be that big. Trim it down, stop paying athletes millions of dollars and start taking care of the kids back on the beach, pay it back to the beach. Yeah. Cause if you pay it back, every brand that I ever worked in grew because we paid it back to the beach. Like no. And it's, we don't pay it back to the beach We and parents, let your kids be surfers. Let them go out and compete on their own. You don't have to yell at them from the sand. Yeah, Larson. Yeah, Larson. Yeah, yeah Lardog. Yeah, <laughs> are I, you that like guy? No, no,
0: no. <laughs> he's not. But I'm on the beach, like, you yeah, know, like, supporting my kid. But I love no. Yeah.
3: Like, I, I surf with Yaden all the time. Because yeah. I surf, my son moved to Oceanside, so I surf Oceanside all the time. And it was, Desi, we're praying for you. Desi's getting, Desi. Desi's getting through his cancer he's doing good oh great so, so it's like he's doing he looks great he was ripping the we, we awesome.
0: just interv- interviewed Xanadu so, yeah, so De- Desi we didn't, still, get, we didn't even get into Desi's story yet no. we, yeah him. Desi's he's, yeah. so it's
3: fun for me because like I surf with Desi Jamie Stone I still write I, actually I just got a new, new board from Timmy Patterson I'm really excited about Sick. but I normally get boards from Chemistry and then Taylor Rambo do you guys remember Brad Rambo yeah yes. so Brad Rambo is like his son Taylor Shapes does he really he made me a board dude that is magic it huh. is wow. absolute magic what kind of shapes like a proper shortboard his brother huh. Brandon his, his younger brother Brandon rips and Ooh. the Rambo brothers the Rambo kids rip on surfboards but Taylor's like he let he's like, he made me a board and I got it I was like holy crap this thing's amazing and then I surf with Carter from um, Timmy because I used to get, ride Timmy's all the time yeah and then Carter's like dude get a board from Timmy I'm like, oh, and then I got one. So I just, I just got it the other day. And, that, so and, that, and, and then Tim Crozier, he makes all my mid-links.
0: And that's what's killer but, is uh, like, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, part of our, you know, conversations with our guests is, you know, where you grew up and what surf shop and the surf culture and, and it's the surf shops yeah. and, you know, local shapers and, you know, like giving you know, making sure that like we're supporting all of those yeah. like you you have know, companies and all these people because... Because we come... From That's what they up in. I we told Christian Fletcher the other
3: night, because I, so Christian Fletcher, Jedi mind tricked me and gave me one of his boards for a thousand dollars like five years ago. And he's like, Oh, we see your board. We you ride oh. and He goes, I'm shaping. I'm going to make you a board. I'm like, oh, Okay. And he paddled out like two weeks later. He's like, Your board's done. You owe me a thousand dollars. I'm like, What? <laughs> what do you mean? It's a collector's item. <laughs> no, so I got it and I didn't ride it. I'm like, This thing can't. Have you seen them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. so I got it and I'm like this thing can't work then I wrote it and I'm like holy crap this thing works
2: does it, works it really for me. it works I mean yeah. some
3: people it doesn't it, work amazing for me I ordered another one then I ordered another one and they I'm work like, oh they work they work for me I yeah. love them I I yeah. some people yeah. do some people don't they work does I it still
1: charge you a thousand bucks
3: uh yes <laughs> and I, I'm glad and play because it it's Christian so and now he's getting like but I have the original Mike Maldonado ones the um, motorcycle guy and him doing them together yeah and so, my son has one. He loves it. And then Justin from Botchons, he was riding a, like no disrespect, to Chris Christensen because he's an amazing shaper. But people try to get like like guys who start surfing, they get those mid length single fins. Yeah. And they go, why aren't I surfing those? I go, I surf good, and I can't ride that board. Yeah. That's a hard surfboard to ride.
0: Yeah.
3: Like those like, like what
0: tour like rides? I can't ride. It's that. it's not a yeah. And, and this this pain, you know tribute and homage to to Joel Tudor. Like, you know, he rides boards that he's spent three or four decades mastering, you know? Like, I just can't ride those boards. Like they work. He knows how they work, but you, you're talking about the easy ride. Yeah, the guy who used to go and rides a
3: single fan. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not you're going up and yeah. how to surf. No, you, so, you want the twin with the little trail you want a loose know, and fun, so fast. Justin, he's a good surfer and he my son had a Christian Fletcher board and my son works in the botchons and I, I'm I was going up, I surfed on Salmon Creek. I didn't the other day because I pushed out because a guy got eaten by a shark the day before, or a couple days before. And I was like, it's So crazy. I'm like, I'm not going to go. Like, huh, huh. And I just told Tail Between the Lake didn't go out. So, but my son gave Justin a Christian board to try. And then Justin tried it, it's was like, fell in love with it, And my son gave him the board. And then my son didn't have one. And I'm like, oh, So, where we are you going to Hawaii? And I'm like, I want to get my son one of those. So I finally tracked Christian down. I'm like, Dude, I know you got one. And he, so I got a board from him. And I'm like, Christian dude, take care you are a national treasure like you are so Christian Fletcher to me is so vital to surfing yeah it, it's like the Fletcher family they're yeah. all like yeah there's so many people like like they're like Archie I love Dino yeah. yeah like have you had Dino on the podcast Not yet? yeah yeah like Dinos oh, I love there's just like Yeah, Archie like having yeah. and I love Archie like looking at those guys and like and I loved what Edie was talking about like I, I, so many of those guys I sponsored and I had the opportunity to work with like you know and see and, and it's such a blessing to see where we're at now like I, I text back and forth with Shane all the time because I, I just think Shane is like epitomized how oh, you man. how yeah how yeah. do you give back yeah. yeah how do you like sit on the beach when the waves are kid and film your son how you take all these kids on trips and guide them and, and he's just I was with a great him. mentor he's a great he's involved, mentor he's
0: invested because he's got a kid but it's like I'm just not going to do it for my kid. But I'm he's more involve, famous in
3: hunting than he is in surfing. I'm going to yeah.
0: involve like Joe hey, Rogan. All, all the best of the kids <laughs> in Hawaii or Hawaii, H- our
3: group. Yeah, know? but a lot more than Joe Rogan. Like I have like I work with some other some knife American made knife companies. Josh Smith, Montana, Montana Montana Knife Company, and there's I met him through a guy Neil Kamamura. Neil Kamamura is the best forging forges the most beautiful knives in the world. So I'm I don't fanboy on anybody, and this happened because of botchons, so. We do stuff with food, and I'm like, we got to do something with Neil Kamamura because he makes the, the best knives. It, it's insane. He's from the Big Island. He was on. His story is incredible. Yeah, yeah, like, I want
1: all these people to sponsor the podcast. You can cut. A, you
3: can <laughs> cut down a boar in like ten minutes. <laughs> no, he's, he's like, little. He, he can take a knife and just drop through. I mean, and they're just, anything. Yeah. So I fanboyed out on him. I was like, okay, with botchons, we need to do a thing with this guy Neil Kamamura. And he's like, I mean, he's got like almost six hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I mean, every, like everyone, he makes the most beautiful knives in the world. So I DM him. Crochet doesn't return. And then I look at over follows. Okay, Shane follows him. Healy follows him. Everyone follows him. of my call. So I call Shane, and Shane's like, Ah, oh, dude, I feel weird. Like I don't want, you know. It's like, yeah, because he's like famous. And I'm like, Dang it! And then so I call Healy. He's like, I know he follows, me. i sitting there. And then so I call CJ Kanuha because in CJ's sick I I know know that. Yeah, No shame in the game. The daughter, 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 was was like, I got you. Yeah. Put us on the text right away. Sick. He's like, and then the guy reached so I talked to the guy, send him the sauce, and like and I'm like, and he's like, the sauce is amazing. His wife's a chef. And um he's like, the sauce is so good, tripping out. And then so he's like, okay, well, that's how we're gonna figure out we're gonna do something. And then the next thing I know, my phone's blowing up. And it's Neil calling me. I'm like, I'm in a meeting. I'm like, I, I can't, I'm in a meeting, I have to call you back. I pick up the phone Bro, I know you. You and our boys, my wife used to work at CrossFit Kona with Shane. You, I've worked out with you. I used to have short hair. You and I have hung out like a, six years ago. No, no way. way. He's like, dude, I'm in. Like, what do you want to do? And I'm and like, I'm all, it was That's rap. so killer. Like, now we're like super close friends, but he's introduced, introduced me to another guy named Josh Smith who does Montana Knife Company. And then another guy, Josh, um, I I'm blanking on his name, but he does um, 1620 which is all American-made workwear. Guaranteed for me. Wow. So everything I try to do now is it's American-made. american, american made. It, yeah. it really is vital to me that it's American-made. Because I, like, yeah. I feel like if it's not made in America, and I'll, I'll, offline I'll show you this thing I did with the farmers, and, and I went out and spent a bunch of time with cotton farmers in Arizona. So I'm, that's kind of the stuff I'm doing, is like going back and like to what I did with surfing, I'm going and talking to farmers who make cotton. I'm going and talking to these guys, like all the sauce that Justin does is made in America. Like in, in, he went to co Hackers, like you have to make it with water he's like no I can't break my grandmother's recipe and it's the best it's the best sauce you're ever going to have and now it's killing all whole foods we're in Kroger's like, and it's blowing up and it's rad
0: sponsor the podcast bro hey we love to eat and we need a good sauce
3: I eat. love yeah. sauces yeah. the sauce will blow your mind dude yeah. All right. so that being said we've talked way too long we could talk all night we could <laughs> we,
0: we could
2: do it, we could do it. Hey. <laughs>
0: We could do an episode, too, anytime. Yeah. You know? I, don't know.
3: I, just, I, I know you guys got little ones, and your, your wife's hiding in there. Because, <laughs> like, he's like, we're coming to you. I'm like, I work at a coffee. Like, I work at I, – I love Hidden House Coffee. I want to give a shout-out to my friend Ben. And just through COVID, it got a little bit less of a direction that I'd want to swing. Yeah. So it was, like, really hard to work there and masky and the whole trip. So it was, like – I love it. I go there every once in a while. But my other friend opened a, a restaurant called Project Social and Coffee Shop right by my house. So I work at a Project Social. Wow! Every day, it's funny, and I've made so many good. I'm working with a really other good company right now. It's, I just started working for a couple months ago consulting. It's called Mission Meats, and they make the best beef jerky ever. Oh!
2: It's sponsor the
3: podcast. Beef bro. jerky and beef sticks. So <laughs> we, we love jerky. <laughs> we love <laughs> hot sauce. <laughs> the beef sticks. Oh I my have. god, so dude! Like, <laughs> so there's there's. But my, my, my number one priority of all that is God, family, and my kids. Yes. Yeah. And so, and then... Faith, faith, family, freedom. Yeah, and then freedom, for sure. <laughs> but, um, I on huge, Mission Me Skin. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening out there. Well, good for and you. And anybody can help yeah. any... Like, on the podcast, if you need help with your businesses, find me on Instagram, because yeah. I, I love helping people.
0: It, it, I mean, our, this is a an outlet and a, and, a, and, a, and a gateway to just share people's stories but also support like small businesses and people and, and we'll promote the heck out of anybody that's yeah. cool like and minded and good products and i'm
3: super proud of you guys yeah like it was because i was, was busting lindy's like oh I are gonna have a podcast i'm like i've heard that
0: yeah because i've been <laughs> on a
3: few podcasts i've been on some really fun podcasts yeah like, uh, my friend um Mark Bell. He's he's. Have you ever seen the powerlifter guys, the Bell brothers? Like it's like I know who they are. But so you know. Mark's a really good friend. He's a gnarly powerlifter, and because I was in the fitness space for a while, and he was like, "I want to have you on my podcast." I was the only non-powerlifter to ever be on his podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. But it did really well. Like people were super stoked. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you got. I mean, a, a crazy, interesting story, and oh like, yeah, you I know, mean like where you have come from, La Habra, you know, La Habra, midnight, yeah. La Habra, cool. and yeah. then you know, like you know. Doing everything you've contributed to our industry and in surf, but then just calling it quits and then going after your, your passion and what makes you yeah, happy. Think, yeah. But not straying away from your roots. Like, you're, you're a surfer at all. Surf I, yeah. you know? I surf,
3: I surf one hell I ever have. I mean, I'm lucky I have, I have an amazing wife I've been married to for 32 years. Congrats. I was telling Lyndon, I drive her crazy because everyone thinks I've made all my money in doing this stuff. I made all my money selling houses. I've yeah. moved nine times since I've been married. Yeah. I'm like, how much equity do we have? Time to move. Yeah, she's like, where are we going to go? But now I wouldn't move because where are you going to go? Yeah, yeah. Everything's super expensive. It's, I mean, it's so expensive. It's so crazy. It's so but crazy. Like we're looking at like, what you guys are doing. Like just, yeah. I mean, you're all on the moderate podium. You're, you're. I mean, you're still like one of the most powerful and great surfers out there. You hear that, so, Lennon? Bro, hey. I want I won't, I, won't, yeah. I, won't, I won't end on this. I've never beat you in a heat, but yeah. I beat Saxon Impreso and Doug Silva.
2: What?
3: <laughs> and those guys were in my heat. And Preza goes. You always bring that up <laughs> every yeah. time I see him because I help. I help on um, president get um, Nathan Florence on FCS. Nathan yeah. Florence is a like uh, him and Billy Kemper. Those are guys, I love those two guys. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean they're they're making a big a big push and they're you know they're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: I want to hear the rap
1: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Four and three and two and one. And when I'm on the mic, the suckers run. We got Paul Chief. <laughs> Uh we're just going to She go go. Yeah. No, it's 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 incredible to hear inspirational stories of guys that we know that we don't know the the history and when we get to sit down and listen to it firsthand it's like
0: fucking I'm you, 47. Dude. I I think God, I'm old, dude. I, well, awesome. But I'm just saying like are old Lord. No, I'm old. I, I mean, mean, I'm old. No, no for we sure. old, old, but I mean I was probably like 13, 14 when I'm like, you know, we're all just piling in on the weekends at oh, whatever yeah. event up and down the coast for an NSA. And, yeah, you know, Paul was intimidating, yeah. but like, just because he was an elder, but so generous. And yeah. like, was this again, like, we're all, whether we're on the same team, because that was the, we're in the same tribe. We're in the same track. We're yeah, all, and it, you know,
3: in a lot of, a lot of team managers work that way. And, and and for sure. And they were just like, Oh, it's, I'm like, yeah. I got the company card. I can pay for you. Yeah, I'd be like, who? who I don't care. <laughs> and that's you know, that. Can't, that was that was a culture that Bob Hurley really. Yeah. Bob was and, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Bob, like at, at Quicksilver, it was it was Quicksilver was very USC yeah y This Bob, well Bob Hurley, well, Bob Hurley was just was like such a giving person. Well, Bob
0: McKnight had a vision of yeah. like where he wanted yeah. the brand to be, and when his yeah, he
3: took it from Greenie and ran with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and Bob is the other Bob Hurley. Hurley is a surfer shaper at heart genuine dude they're both everybody's yeah. amazing those are guys are freaking incredible yeah. I, but we I mean, we owe a lot
1: to those oh yeah forefathers of our industry that have kind of paved the way for everybody else to thrive there's
3: one guy who was who, I've, I've listened to the podcast a lot and I haven't heard his name mentioned a lot but he made everybody's life amazing and I miss him every day and that's Larry Moore Flame oh
0: yeah <sighs> he's been brought yeah. up in our, our podcast a, a few times depending yeah know, Flame on athlete, Flame,
3: Flame was like yeah he made everybody's Balzer too yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Balser dude all those all those Puerto Escondido trips Balzer I paid for you <laughs> I bought your ticket and you bailed out on me in the last minute that's it that's a, that's a, that's a wait, that's wait, kind I, of investment i would not know how smart mine When uh, well, this is off, i'll
3: tell you some Port escondido stories of, <laughs> of kids i fired for not paddling out yeah oh no for sure real deal oh yeah
0: well, not mikey todd not mikey todd he's gonna die oh, he's no. gonna die where <laughs> is he he's paddled a side. half a mile down to like surf a left by himself love crazy kids we love him thank you thank you for sitting
1: down with us Chief Agogo yep. from La Habra the hood the barrio yeah. and, and like I said no BS not, guy straight shooter is one one of the best not very many people from inland become industry titan you know like and yeah. it's crazy to think that you were part of the the success of the billabong with the pump and filthy habits and then transition you know, you were on that ride with the Hurley
0: momentum generation, momentum, and the music. yeah, momentum
1: generation, and and infusing music into the culture and elevating really, you know, what the sport looked like to to the masses, yeah, right, and to the athletes, and, the athletes. and, the, athletes. Oh, yeah. and the athletes, yeah,
3: yeah. There's a lot of great stuff that was
1: done, yeah, and and, and you're continuing to uh, foster
3: entrepreneurship and young brands, yeah. yeah, young people doing fun stuff, dude. Well, you like you guys. You look good,
0: and yeah. we're started. somebody white hair. Yeah. Well, I have no. You've hair. always had that though. <laughs> you always had, had really long, long hair. If I if I grew it out, it would be white too. Like you know. But yeah. hey, you, know. you have a you look of good. You though. good, head
2: though. I did. Thanks.
0: Yeah.
3: Hey, um, um, stop this. I can tell you a funny story. Yeah. Paul. We will.
1: <laughs> Chief Agogo Gomez Gomez. Thank you. Thank you. you. Peace. Peace. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food.
0: You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Shade sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade
1: sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. sunscreen. Foo Wax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo
0: Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show.